Podcast like a motherfucker. Just, let's be honest, we're not that professional anyway. Yeah, yeah like audio quality is maybe not what they come here for. No. We, we have definitely released a uh, a podcast with Echo in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe a couple with some fairly strong echoing. I listened back through and I was like, ooh, that's pretty echoey. Yeah. <laughs> it's you not know, when you go like, ooh. What are you going to do? Yeah, that's how it is. Yeah. Okay. I have no idea what episode it is. As per usual. As per usual, Good. but it doesn't really matter. I thought matter. we were going to do the thing where we're, you're going to say, and welcome to episode, and then we take a break. And then you, <laughs> dub, in, you dub in the number. I, like I really, really don't want to have to edit this because I've got so many podcasts that I should be editing, and I basically can't yeah. be fucked to do it. Yeah, I mean, we've just recorded a bit too many like that we haven't really released right yeah most well, of them we haven't released like, them because he because henry has feels like he needs to edit them yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's basically why because they're so shitty quality in the, in the production that it's just yeah whoops or, or we or we get too drunk and it's illegible or yeah various reasons so welcome Those to are- amateur yeah. podcast episode yeah. is unknown <laughs> Yeah. Um, today we are going to talk about the vermin swarm. So on the podcast today is myself, your usual host Henry P. Miller, and my other two usual hosts, bringing the sass. It's Sassiel, Sassinations coming and at you. Bringing the Swedes. It's Casimir the Swede. Yeah, I'm in Germany now. It's going from everywhere. Oh, oh my. What a shift. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, what's nice about living in a different country is because now I can kind of legitimately call myself Casper Swede in real life as well. <laughs> no, fair enough. I mean, also, now if as a Viking, you can represent yourself with horns or wings on your helmet. Oh, yes, helmet. Yeah, bicycle helmets or what's. Yeah, yeah, well, what, yeah well, however. We need to get you a winged helmet like Asterix and Obelix. Weren't yeah, they German? Or Gaul? Yeah, yeah I, I guess too. French. Goal is goal is France, right? Yeah. Or I guess some like you know, it's kind of blurry, right? The line there. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Enough about Asterix. Let's talk about rat people. Yeah. So I wanted to start off the episode with the mail that we got. Ooh. Oh, so is it from it, Tommy Tucker or not? <laughs> I was going to give you a guess, but yeah, it's <laughs> it's from from the from the Tuck Master himself. Ah, that's good. We love to hear from him. Um, so I actually asked him to give me a um, a little uh, his personal view on what the Vermin Swarm book is going to be like, and he gave me, let's say, like a thousand word essay. So is this like pre pre book release? So he didn't actually know what no, it was this, yet. I think this is uh, this is actually post book released. Oh, okay, but so he does know. I'm not going to ring the whole, read the whole thing for it out because it, it, it would take too long. But I will read the first um, few sentences because I think he he puts it very very eloquently for once. Oh yes, wait a minute, Mr. Postman. Wait, wait, hey, hey, 
Vermiswarm. Does this conjure up any memories? 30 odd disciples, casually arse raping your elite infantry. OP as fuck chariots, rolling up and one shot killing your 1000 point dragon lord. Toxic attacks everywhere, including your ass. So many instances of fighting extra rank that you run out of fingers. Dumb as fuck war platforms with retarded saves and damage output to make a scourge shit gravy. Luckily, most, if not all, of this game-breaking retarded shite can be consigned to the wank bank of history and will only be found on bitchy forum posts and the forum guy at the tournament who is still misses his doom rocket. The new Vermiswarm lab brings a brilliant and nerdy new take on man-sized rats fighting in the fantasy setting. So if you fancy the most preemptory perusal with creepy Uncle Tommy, then come and sit on my lap, little boy, and we can take a not-so-close look at the Vermiswarm. Nice. And that was Maybe like, he should do the intro. He should. You should do, do the, the intro, intro every, the every podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I so, like that. That was a good one, Tommy. Yeah, good job. Good job. I think the rest is this usual bullshit. But so, we'll... as a as somebody who didn't play a uh, you know old school vermin swarm, right? Uh, some of the stuff he's talking about in the in the first part of that is is basically what was everything that was bad about them, like that was. OP and ruinous. Yeah, about them. everything was really broken, and that people complained a lot about. Basically, yeah. Okay. I think I think for me the like the things that I was looking forward to seeing disappearing were obviously the plague disciples, which were forty yeah. of in every list. Uh, the vermin demon, which was just ridiculously OP for what it did, like giving the yeah. army discipline nine. Having like extra range on spells for absolutely no reason, like these kind of like stupid stats and stuff, it, it didn't really make sense to me. It just kind of covered all their weaknesses, and then all the crazy shooting, all the crazy magic, the the plague pendulum, with all the all the saves and the toxics and and like grind attacks and all the bullshit, and it was just. It wasn't that fun to play against. No, and I think also from the perspective of somebody who who played it, uh, like with it, it wasn't also that fun to play with in the sense that there was like clearly one list design that was just a lot better uh, than uh, than all the alternatives. So you just like you know you make yourself a list and you're like well. You know, I can try to be cute and not take 45 Plague Disciples, but I know I be, would be making a worse list than if I just <laughs> 45 Plague Disciples. And it's just, it's not very fun to make a list in an army book when it's like that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and I think this this new book, uh, as Tommy Tucker alludes to, is, is a, a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Like, mind you, it's still very good, but just not in the same, like, kind of, uh, like, it's not as monotone, I think, as the last book. Like, the, the, there's definitely, like, the, there's definitely things here that are not priced correctly and rules that are a bit too good. Yeah. But it's not just like that, you know, I think, um, you can easily see the cookie cutter list, you know? Yeah, the, the overall internal external, external balance is fairly, is a lot better. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah, so I think uh, before we go in, I'd also like to just say as well uh, that there's been this narrative going around from what I've seen uh, from people on the forum and uh, people trying to review the book is that, you know, like a lot of people are saying like, oh, well, it's so it's too far away from what I'm used to, so I don't like it. And like I played 
you know, uh, rats uh, in previous games and in this game for such a long time, and it's so different, and I, I don't like romance or whatever it is. I think just to put some kind of counterpoint to that, uh, that to me, this is actually a really nice take, like both from terms of fluff and mechanic on the kind of theme of these cowardly ratmen. And I've played uh, like Skaven and Warm Fantasy since I was a kid and uh, and so on. So like I've, I have quite a close attachment to the old theme as well. And I think they've done a really good job with uh, what they've constructed in this book. Yeah. I, I agree, and uh, I think we all just touched on the background before we start, um, but I, I agree that I think it, it's kind of, it has the the essence of the old, but also a nice new yeah. Ninth Age take on it, and I think that's really important to, to change, to yeah, move, to move like, away from the old, but still retain some of that old uh, character. Yes, like they're still wacky machines and the shooting is a bit crazy. The rats are really uh, cowardly. You know, like when their structure breaks down, they have crap discipline and yeah, stuff like that. And they so, kill themselves and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So so I feel, yeah, I definitely feel like that that's still there. It's just that, you know, like you won't find maybe exactly a one-to-one representation of what you used to play. Yeah, exactly. So let's uh, let's just talk a little bit very briefly about the the background just to give alex a little bit of context to what to expect cool so so the vermin swarm in the ninth age are this um civilization which is like emerged from underneath the feet of the old human civilization so in the history of the ninth age you have this uh this like um a city called Avras, which is still a city called Avras, which is, if you wanted to equate it to the modern world, it's something like Constantinople in the late Roman Empire. It's like the center of, of a lot of things happening in the Ninth Age, right? Yeah. So in the past, you had this um, like Avrasi Empire, which, uh, which collapsed at some point and was kind of taken over by these ratmen. So the Ratmen were like living under the underneath Avras, and probably to some extent still are. And um, basically, what happened is the Ratmen wanted to emulate the old Avras culture and gods and traditions, but in their own kind of twisted way. So the way that their society is structured is is very much in that aspect of the old Avrasi civilization. So you can kind of equate it a bit to like Rome slash Constantinople slash uh, late Roman Empire. So they have like okay. a Senate and the way that the army is structured is is similar to what you might expect in like the late Roman period. So when you're looking at this in, in like a, a background context and you should try and consider some of the things that you would associate with like Roman armies or Roman. Oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm a real, uh, you know, Roman military expert actually because i've totally watched that hbo show rome like five times nice. <laughs> exactly so you're maybe you're the expert then on this podcast <laughs> you, you so you know with all with all the let's history say me me and titus polo are fucking bros you know? <laughs> <laughs> good series by the way oh yeah brilliant i still haven't watched it but it's uh you give it the recommendation oh man i, I give it six thumbs up Okay, yeah, because I, I just started watching the Japanese one or whatever, and it wasn't so like Alex, that good. Alex is from Canada, and they're born with six thumbs. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, I just borrow. I borrow a bunch of people's thumbs. Just, okay. I just bring them along. That's a bit scary. <laughs> I mean, they're attached to hands. Oh, okay. Well, do you wait? That still doesn't make it good. Like I'm thinking about the Congo right now. <laughs> I'm not telling you how far it goes. Um, okay, uh, so that's rad. I mean, I I think I get. I definitely get a Roman vibe from this. You know, reading the the names of some of the things and the the characters, some of the items. Uh, you know, it definitely. They're not shying away from that. It's not a it's not a hidden metaphor, if you know what I mean. No. Yeah. Um, I, I also should so say that I, I I know absolutely nothing about the vermin swarm background. Um, okay, so you th- haven't worked on this at all because no, you are on no. the background team, right? Yeah, correct. But this is this is one army that I have absolutely zero interest in, and so I've just been taking a backseat on this. So Same. I I can I can talk about Romans all day long, but about the way that the vermin swarm are in the ninth age, I, and everything I say is is complete inference. Okay. Cool. All right. So uh, should we just start yeah, right at the top? Army yeah. specific rules. Yeah. Go ahead. Let's jump in. So I'm really. I think that's really interesting. This tunnel marker concept, right? So you know, basically, the idea is that no matter what, no matter which way you build your army, you get at least one of these tunnel markers, uh, and at the beginning of the game. Uh, you know, during the pregame sequence, you basically get to uh, place up to four tunnel markers, depending on if you collect more of them by the way you build your army, uh, around your side of the map of the deployment, right? In, in Somewhere yeah. in your deployment zone. And instead of... So all your units that have ambush, instead of them coming in from the side of the map, they come in from one of the tunnel markers that you pick if you roll successfully for them to ambush, right? And... Okay. Um, they have to be what is it uh, within three inches of the center of the marker, the center of your um, the center of your unit has to be within three inches of the center of the marker. Is that right? No. So it's so basically how it works is that it's any model in the unit has to be within three inches, and then the oh, rest okay. of the models in the unit can't be further than their march rates away from the marker. Oh right. Yeah. Okay. So, like in reality, uh, for an infantry unit, this means that you have like a ten, uh, like a radius of ten inches, maybe uh, for for normal rats that they could be placed. But you need still need to have that back of the unit or or something close to the marker. Yeah. So it does kind of if you only have one tunnel and you have a bunch of stuff that's supposed to pop out of it and you roll successfully for too many of them in one turn, there's a good yeah. chance you're not going to get all of them out onto the field. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, this could really uh, mess mess you up if you don't bring enough, right? As you say, because you have to place them uh, unless it's impossible. So that means that you ha- you could end up in pretty janky positions, yeah. Yeah, and having them like all facing weird ways or having the unit unit formed kind of strange. Yeah, uh, to make sure that they're facing the way you want, right? Um, but I think it's really cool. You know, it is definitely like a, you know a rat e kind of vibe, a rodenty vibe, right? That they they pop up using tunnels. I think, yeah. it's, I think it's rad. I think this is also um, something that was that was present in the old Games Workshop version of the Venus uh, Swarm. No, okay. no, it like well, it depends in the it, right in the end times. You you had like an ambush mechanic, but it was much more like UD, where you could put it wherever you wanted on the table. Okay, but uh, uh, this, this is this is something here. new at least for the Ninth Age. It wasn't in the yeah. previous Slim book. 
Yeah, I think this is quite quite unique. Also, in terms of looking uh, towards the other things, there is it could actually be a little bit equated to the old sixth edition Toon Kings, where you had uh, basically you had to like pre uh, mark where units came up. So you took like a scorpion or something, and you said like, "Oh, it's gonna come up from here," and your opponent knew that it was gonna come up from there. But you know, you could kind of use it to that to zone parts of the board or whatever. But yeah, I think it's really cool, and I think we'll come to a few units uh, where you can use this. But I, something that struck me is that like it's not like everything can come up from these tunnels. It's still relatively niche. Like so, you kind of either you don't care about this mechanic, or I think you kind of go for those units full full hog, um, basically because I, I, there's not like you can just make all your core units come up from these or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just to get some of the other stuff out of the way, uh, you know, it says the unit, a unit that enters the battlefield from tunnel reserve can't perform any advanced moves, march moves, or reforms in the same movement phase. So what I get from that is that basically, uh, you place it and that's where it is Yeah. for that turn. Um, and then it also counts as having performed a march move if it's a shooting unit. So I guess it shoots at a penalty then, right? No, it, 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 can't, almost- it can't shoot. Unless it's oh, light, yeah, unless it's light oh. troops. Okay. Yeah, so there's uh, notably one unit that is uh, like a light troop skirmishing unit uh, that could could shoot, but otherwise I think you probably won't be able to shoot when you come up. Okay. And the, the, and this, this, oh, go yeah. for it, go for it. Oh, it just says that uh, units that enter from tunnel reserve in turn five or six lose scoring. So that kind of like stops you from, like if you place one of the scoring markers somewhere, and then you place your tunnel right next to it, you know. Um, yeah. Or I'm, I'm not, uh, it's a bit weird because ambush is from turn four onwards. So I don't know. Is it turn? Is it turn four for ambushers? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So, so there's my, a tiny window. Uh, my my interpretation of this is that if if that's the case, then I think the reason is because there is a, like one of the main ways you can use these tunnel markers is that you can use like a, a, a unit to basically during the game ambush one of your uh, your bigger blocks for example and then later come back up again so maybe maybe it's like uh, i think that's one of the only ways you can actually put a scoring unit into the tunnels so maybe the idea is that because it was a scoring unit on the battlefield already so uh, okay. like penalize you from uh, yeah you know for, yeah. like because otherwise you never want to you go into the tunnels because it's going to be such a small window to come up again yeah i see that makes sense. But we'll, we'll get Ooh. there. We'll get there when we... Yeah, exactly. Uh, so then uh, we have Born Into Battle. And what this basically means is I think, that... I think you uh, missed uh, Tunnel Reserve, Casimir. Or was that what we were talking about? Or we yeah, kind of covered tunnel it reserve. all, right? Yeah, we talk about Tunnel Reserves and yeah. Tunnel Markers. Yeah, sorry. Carry on. Uh, no problem. Uh, so uh, we have Born Into Battle, which uh, is something that's uh, attached to like uh, war platforms. And basically what it means is that you can't leave a unit uh, once you de- are deployed in it. Yeah, and you have to be so deployed you, in a unit. Yeah, so you can't like uh, you can't charge out of units and stuff. It's really like an upgrade for a unit rather than something uh, like, for, for example, the, D, uh, the Dread Elf Altar or something that's a bit more stuck or Ooh. not less stuck, like more of a threat. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think this is really good because something in the old game which was really breaking immersion for me was when, in general, is when characters charge out of units. Yeah. And I, I dislike that in general. And Me too. And it makes even less sense when there's like a massive fucking pendulum 
charging out of a unit. So I think this yeah, is exactly. this is something that I think is really good. Yeah. And it's also like it just make sure that you can uh, design these units that are like uh, priced not too high without them becoming chaff units, right? Like that's the the main thing I see. Yeah. So then we have Callus, uh, and yes. this is like one of the kind of more interesting interesting Burma's form rules. Um, it's something similar to what it was before. So basically, you ignore. Uh, panic tests when units get uh, destroyed or for combat score you basically if friendly units are destroyed nearby you don't take panic tests uh, well it's more like if you if you get destroyed or remove moles because of friendly shooting uh, then uh, then you enjoy then you remove ah, yeah, like you sorry. don't I, uh, I read take it, I read it and completely wrong yeah yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So if you fuck up, basically all you lose is the models. You don't. Yeah. You don't because also it's, it's, lose combat. Yeah. You yeah. Like, yeah. You don't take any combat res negative score. Yeah, yeah. Because the other thing that this rule allows you to do is to shoot into uh, combats with your own units, basically. Yeah, but only only if you're standard height, which is most of the army, right? <laughs> yeah. Well. It, Means that you can't shoot into combats where you, you know, put your big monsters or chariots or whatever in. Like it yeah. has to be no normal rats. I think that's that's fair as well. I've never yeah. really, I've never really seen this rule work that well in the Ninth Age. No, and I think so. So a difference from uh, the last book and here is that in the last book, uh, so uh, rather let's start with here. Like here, uh, when you shoot into combats, you take each hit and then you randomize it basically. And on a four plus, you hit the target that you want to hit. And then on a you know on a one to three you hit your own units, and uh, like compared to the last iteration, in last iteration it was a three plus to hit the intended target, and it still wasn't really used a lot. So I'm not sure if this is actually going to come up that often uh, that that you're going to shoot into combat like this. But well, I think it depends a lot on there are what. some pretty good ranged weapons in the list. <laughs> Like, I think yeah. I think Pretty the way the way that the new shit. book is structured, I think it's pro you're probably going to be seeing this a bit more. Yeah, hopefully, because it's a, I mean, this is like one of the coolest thematic things, I think. Yeah, because the opportunity, like before your unit, which is in combat against this other unit, the opportunity to just whittle down the enemy unit before you even have your melee round is could be really uh, yeah. really valuable. Also, I, I completely take back what I just said because <laughs> because the reason you didn't shoot into combat la uh, before was because you were like war machines, the big ones, like the cannon, the catapult. They didn't have this rule, but they do have this rule in the <laughs> this now they book. do. So uh, yeah, it's everything's back on the table. I'm, I'm imagining Casimir's master splinter, like uh, like twiddling his whiskers. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just shooting a cannon at your dragon and combat with you know some shitty bunker or something. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be great. Yeah, it's nasty. All right, so then you got the eagle standard, right? Yeah. Which is basically um, that if your unit uh, with it has an eagle standard is within eighteen inches of your general, the unit gains this thing called rally around the flag. That gives a six-inch range. That makes all your discipline, all the discipline tests taken by units within six inches of the 
of the flag with the standard um, subject to minimize rule, which is pretty good because that spreads out your minimize rule on discipline tests like pretty wide if you balance these standards on your yeah, I think this is maybe one of the things that's been overlooked a little bit in the book. I think it's quite strong. And uh, I would oh, imagine really seeing strong. like units of 20 of these in like a massive conga line wizard bunker at the back <laughs> and just giving everything re uh, maximize, minimize role, sorry. So ba basically this is like every ranked unit in the army has instead of a standard bearer, it has this like eagle standard instead. So it costs a little bit more. So you can expect that uh, every like big unit of ranked stuff will uh, will spread uh, like a little bubble with this. Yeah, I mean it's and, pretty important that you go from discipline five to yeah the general with the general's discipline, right? I mean, yeah. At the same time, the the discipline of these the models is quite low. Yeah, so the max it's sort of get. needed. The max you can get uh, without items is uh, is seven, and then of course you could take the crown of autocracy or whatever it's called, uh, which would give you an eight. Yeah. Uh, but like something to note is that so well we didn't really mention is that the rally around the frag is the BSB thing, so it gives you rerolls, right? And that means that you might not have to actually take a BSB in this army, which is pretty cool. Because basically every unit, every ranked unit will give a little Balstander Bearer bubble around it as, uh, itself as well. Yeah, I, th I think maybe maybe it would be more balanced with one of the two instead of both. Yeah, like I, I don't know if it, it, the rally around the flag is needed. Uh, maybe a very like small peek around the, uh, behind the curtain is that I was looking at the uh, like conversations uh, like a little bit on the internal forum. And one of the things they said is that somebody said, well... People pointed out that this is really, uh, like this is really reliable, right? To have like a leadership seven minimized rerollable is something like ninety-five or whatever uh, chance of success. Uh, and then the reply was, "Yeah, this is intended because the feeling they want to convey is that this feeling that when everything is working as it should, you know, the rank units are supporting the small units, everything is super reliable. But as soon as you manage to panic one of those rank units, then everything should fall apart." Which kind of makes sense because all the small units in this army are like Legion 5 or 4 or something. And, you know, imagine that you break whatever, like the rats on the flank. Then suddenly all those shooting units are going to test with like Legion 5 not rollable. And it's everything's just going to flee. Just just from the first panic even. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I think it's, it's going to be really interesting. I think it's going to be... I've not played against it yet. So I think it'll yeah. be interesting to see kind of how it manifests and if it works and if not, or if it needs tweaking. But I think this is one of those where I was like, mm, maybe a little bit too yeah. good. And I was just imagining <laughs> this like massive, long, like 30-man conga line unit just covering the whole board, like 24 inches, and just sitting I mean, there at the back. So I haven't like really, like I can't wait to discuss the units with you guys because that's when it starts to... Yeah, picture of an army really comes together but what i think casimir is what you're saying which i think is really cool is that you know as the player play like as the, the the opposing player you're looking at this eagle standard unit and the units around it right and you're going like who am i going to charge and you now have like a risk reward kind of option here right where you're going like if i break that if i just destroy that eagle standard unit or break it then then all the units around it are severely weakened, 
and that's a really good like potential outcome for me that maybe yeah. that is worth me pushing into that unit with uh you know a couple of a couple of my units or something like that yeah. or pushing that unit and if the if the player who's holding that unit decides to flee or whatever all of a sudden he abandons like these other units without the um the discipline bonus and then that allows you to you know sort of work them down or smash into them and cause them their own trouble right so yeah and also this, not not to mention just like the, this is very dependent on the general right because this rule doesn't work unless there's a general so snipes and anything that you, you can like get to threaten the general's unit is gonna affect the entire army that you're playing against mm. i think that's also quite cool though like it's quite yeah. romany feeling and stuff yeah, and I, to me, this is a, a, I feel like beyond the, the Roman, I feel like the, the old themes really come through here as well, uh, in the sense that everything in this army is really cowardly. Like, it can all flee, but, you know, as, as long as they're winning, you know, if, as long as things are going right, then they're super confident, you know, nothing gonna shake them 95% chance of success. But then, <laughs> you know, you, you pick out one guy, or you kill that one unit, and everybody's like, ah, fuck it, you know, I'm just gonna go... <laughs> This time is going to be taking a lot of discipline tests, as we'll get to. Yeah, I'm so, going to have to sh like, switch out my sheep dice for yeah. when I play. <laughs> yeah, the, the one time when we want to play Casimir, when he's rolling the sheep dice, is when he's playing Vermin Swarm. Yeah. Oh, uh, five, it's, it's five, really six. Funny. I guess you're going to flee. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny when I play my dwarves, because you would imagine that leadership nine is pretty like good enough. I still fail like 40% of them, <laughs> because I just <laughs> keep rolling like 11s and 10s and stuff. So the next one is Life is Cheap. And this is probably the big yeah. change, broken rule, maybe. Yeah, I, I, I think that this might not stay like i think it's too good so so what it does is that uh moles with this rule uh when they're killed in combat they only count for half of, of like a combat point or combat score points uh, rounding up if there's any fractions left uh, but it doesn't affect overkill yeah so, so yeah, if, you, if you kill 10 you only get five combat res yeah and right but but you know yeah. the question for me is again because we haven't gotten into the into the units yet like generally you know my perception of ratmen armies is that you have a lot of you have a lot of unit like a lot of models in the unit yeah right and that they're also like pretty weak like not armored or whatever right like they're they're totally yeah. killable like part of it is that there's a big wave of these things they're dangerous in the first couple of rounds but you should be able to like just chew them down they're not gonna. Uh, they're not gonna be winning combats usually. Yeah, but but that's the thing with this rule. Like maybe because you're gonna have to kill so many of them. Like they don't have to do so much back to you, especially if they have like a couple of you know a standard, a few ranks, whatever it is. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I think the ranks is what really. If if you have these really big deep blocks, of units, right? Yeah. So these like rank uh, values and your. Um, yeah, and you have the eagle standard, you know, and then you get only half, and then your opponent only gets half of the yeah half of the kills counting. Then there's yeah, there's a good chance you're gonna come out on top there. I'm, sounds like I'm fairly certain that playtesting said this was very strong. 
Yeah, so I, how this was compensated for in the design, from what I understand, is that basically all the infantry has resilience too, uh, whereas before they had three. And to be honest, I feel like that, like this book one in that exchange, if you see what I mean, like life is cheap is so much better than resilience free, because a lot of times the elite units that want to fight you, you know, they they have strength five or higher anyway. You know, looking at swordmasters for example, like. Uh, like swordmasters are not gonna kill more rats than before. It's gonna be exactly the same. It's just that now it only cast, counts for half the combat rest. And I think that is kind of a design flaw. Like I, you know, like it's it just makes all these units like a lot better against elite units. Right, but, but maybe not, not as much better against normal units. If you see but, what I mean. Yeah, I mean, if you're talking about like like high elves, right? And, yeah, and you've got spearmen that you fight in three ranks and then you can make them fight in four ranks, right? The highborn elf spearmen always highborn. Yeah, so so like in that one where you're rolling a shit ton of dice, you know, you're maybe in a lot against a lot of armies you wouldn't you wouldn't get a lot of of hits with that or a lot of kills with that, but maybe with this you will. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. one example where the high elf spearmen will be much better, but yeah, something but, like because, um, let's say like, like warriors. I think my war, my warriors are kind of fucked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that and that's, doesn't change yeah. anything. Yeah, and that's no. kind of what I've like. Is it really intended that? But the, like, but the spike shields might be good against them. Yeah, oh, yeah the spike <laughs> shields would be grand. Yeah, but but like, is it really intended that the like that this should only really like affect elite units? That's the thing I, I I'm not sure about in this rule because as you say, like the core. Elves, they they get better against the rats, but the elite elves get worse. And it's like, is is that really intended? Like, is that how we wanted to work? I guess. Well, for Henry's MSU elf uh, armies, it's pretty great, isn't it? Not not really. Tons of spears. Tons of spears. Not really. MSU doesn't really like things that they get stuck in. Yeah, they want to break stuff, right? And that's gonna be harder now. Okay. So yeah, like I'm not sure how to, how to make this rule better, but I can definitely see that I, I think it is a bit too good, and it could I I feel like what could happen is that if this stays, then the uh, worm vermispore units might have to be priced up to compensate for how good this is. Yeah, which I, is I, not what we want, right? Like yeah. we want to have a lot of rats on the table, not like oh, you have a special rule for these rats, so now they have to be costed like their elite units, you know. Yeah, I, th- I think that it's in general the prices in the book are a little bit cheap, but we will yeah, think yeah. that will be balanced over time. I hope. Yeah, they even announced uh, that just in two weeks they're gonna do the first week. I think. But life is cheap is only for specific units, right? It's not mm. for all. It's for like all the core, like the ranked core units, like all the shitty units have this basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, mo- all the let's say combat units, <laughs> in inverted commas. Yeah. Yeah, so I, 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 I think it's a, I think it's like it's really cool. I can see what you know what they went for when they wanted to design this, but I I think it's too good. Like it probably is better not having it, to be honest. Uh, so yeah, I think the next rule though, the next rule is is pretty brilliant. I didn't really understand it the first time I I read it, and it's called uh, Valor's Distri- Discretion, and what it means is that that like basically all the characters have this uh, rule. And it says that if you are a single model with standard height, uh, you treat all enemy unit as having terror. So and when I read it the first time, I was like, "What? What the fuck's going on?" But 
it's actually quite clever, I think. Yes, I, I think it's really cool. Like, you have to take a terror test, basically, if you get charged. Which is... Yeah. Is, not, is quite funny. Yes, it's but, like... So single you, model units of standard height is basically characters. Yeah. Right? So, so the reason for this rule is that there's a lot of characters that are really cheap in this book. And the problem with that is that cheap characters can be used as like super chaff. Like if you, you know, if you play against, I don't know, goblins, skinks, whatever it is, like the little 20 millimeter bases can really chaff up units really well. And they can also be really cheap. Uh, so there's a lot of that in this book. But then all those models have to take a terror test. So basically, they cannot reliably chaff enemy units because they'll, they'll be having like leadership six or five. Right. And if you run them out of units, you have to take terror tests when you get charged. So let me ask you this then. Let's say that I have like three single model units that I run out to chaff you with, right? Yeah. You can only charge one of them. Yeah, that's the. I mean, that 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 is how you break it. I think so is one guy you, one guy yeah. flees, and the other two still block the. Charge. Yeah, you redirect into the second one who maybe flees as well, but then it doesn't matter because you have that third one. But that then there's a lot of points. Like free characters yeah. is still yeah. like 300 points. And that's it, right? Okay. Okay. So I, I think it's quite elegant, actually. Like there's solution to that problem uh, here. It also fits well. Well, with the the fluff field, it's, this rat guy is not gonna be, uh, you know, he's not gonna be brave on his own. Like he's not gonna sacrifice himself for everybody else, you know. Yeah, I think it's 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 pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I mean, they're they're rats. You know, you think of them in groups. I mean, they're they are literally called the vermin swarm. So, <laughs> like yeah, when, when on their own, they're cowardly. Yeah, yeah exactly. So the next one is without number. Um, I think this is an option that you have to take based on the unit. I think you pay like one point per unit, depending on what it is. Um, one point per model. One point per model, yeah, sorry. Um, if you take it, everyone has to take it in the army. Um, and whenever you remove a model, you put it in a reinforcements pool. And when that fills up to 40, you get a new unit. And you can either get 25 legionaries or 40 slaves. Yeah, and you they enter from the uh, tunnel reserve, yeah. the tunnel markers. They kind of go into your tunnel pool. Yeah. This is, and I mean, this rule is is super super cool. I have to say, like, this is is I I don't know how good it's gonna be because these things don't have scoring when they come on, but but it is very thematic, you know, and it's a really cool way of representing lots and lots of, uh, you know, like that there are a lot of vermin but you don't have to actually field that many models, you know, because you can put back the moles that got killed again, you know, so you don't have to bring like 300 moles, but instead they're going to come back later in the game. Yeah. It's I, like another another wave, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. If, it actually feels very much like, um, as we'll get to with the hereditary spell, it feels very much like Total War a bit. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Like the way that the vermin are working in that game. Because of the summoning uh, abilities, you mean? Yeah, we'll get we'll get there. But like this, this as well. It seems is very much like uh, oh, there's more vermin coming. Okay, well, I haven't really played that much. Okay. I mean, I I really like I I mean I hate I hate it, but I also think it's pretty <laughs> cool that if I if I was to like because you know I love dropping me some wrath of God, right? I'm a real <laughs> yeah. God nerd, and uh, <laughs> and you know every other game it works amazing. You know, every second game it keeps me. It is what keeps me putting Wrath of God in my 
spell list because it's like every second game I, I land at least one and I'm like, <laughs> but uh, if I land like a real beauty wrath of God against a without number army like this, and I basically wipe, you know, half of their army off the board, they can just bring them back next turn if they roll well. <laughs> it's just like, ah, fuck. Yeah, and then like on the flank or something, you know, where yeah, you're prepared to face it. It's, yeah. it's amazing. It's very, I, I could see how, I could, I can imagine myself being very pissed about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think one thing to note is that you can only really take this rule if you take a certain character. So you can't have it in, in all lists. You need to take like the, the discipline character, basically, uh, to be able to take this option. But I think maybe that's going to be in every list. But let's see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I don't know. I think if you're not going for the tumbling stuff, uh, so you, you're not paying to get extra markers on the table, I don't think you're going to take this. Because there is a way to build like a fairly elite type of, of army. You know, elite in quotation marks, you're still going to have like 200 moles, but... But yeah. Cool. Uh, so next up we have a uh, cohort uh, coordination, and uh, this basically applies to all the ranked infantry. And what it means is that if you are steadfast, you get two instances of fighting extra rank. This is bonkers. <laughs> yes, yeah, fucking crazy good. Oh, it's so good. This, like, is, this is like the old banner that they used to have, just on every single unit. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, it's it's so like, it's so I don't know. I'd like. This also feels, I don't know, why is it two instances instead yeah. of maybe just one? Yeah, for sure. And it, yeah. and it's also I, like, I mean, they lost resilience, but they didn't lose strength or AP or anything like that. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, you, you, like, you take your brick of spears and they're just always putting out 25 attacks, at least, you know, if you go five wide. Yeah, Alex, yeah. If, if you think the high elves with uh, four ranks of spears is good, well, wait and see. Oh, yeah. When I'm mega, mega butthurt off of this right now. <laughs> like, I'm just like, what are you talking yeah. about? Uh, it's, how, so, it's so good. How, I think this, how dare they? <laughs> this how this comes in with like one of the most they? most broken units in the book is gonna come in with this is gonna play a big role, I, I think. So Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I think yeah, maybe this needs a little bit of a looking at, I think. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think if it was one, it would just be a bit more like reasonable, let's say. Yeah. I, I feel like there's a real push in the design here to, to make like rank units be more than just chaff or, or roadblocks. But the problem is that all the non-rank units are still very deadly. So it's kind of like the problem if you make the rank units really, really good at fighting, and then you also have like all the shooting and the weird like monsters and shit then everything is just good at fighting you know like it, something needs to be bad at fighting otherwise it's it's going to be a bit too good so the next one is lightning attacks so this is something that used to be in the game but now it's changed a bit um i actually quite like the way that they've done it it's like a little bit random which i like yeah uh, but it's also still quite reliable cuz it's ap2 so Whenever you have a lightning attack, it could be close combat or shooting. Um, the strength of the attack is set to d6, and the armor penetration is set to 2. And if you're in contact with water terrain, you can reroll fail to, to wound rolls. I think that's less important. Um, and you always roll for the strength uh, once for all simultaneous hits. So yeah. 
this is, there's a lot of things that we'll talk about as we go through the book where it's a lightning attack, and I think I think the fact that it's random makes it balanced and also quite fun. Yeah, yeah, it's like the, like keeping some of that wacky feeling in the book where it's not like it's not always going to go as you intended to go. Yeah, but I also I also feel like the the variance. I mean, the variance is relatively high here, but it's not like it's it's not a crazy amount. There's some other there's another unit that I want to talk about later that has like a game changing variance. Whereas here it's like strength six is is pretty crazy when you roll it. Yeah, but it's not like take off your entire army crazy. You know. Yeah. And it's still only AP two, so it's not gonna like suddenly shoot you through all your knights or whatever it is. Yeah. Exactly. So I think we'll just talk about it as we get there. Yeah. So, uh, so the next one, go for it. Yeah, it's, it, this one is really important for for the army, I think, and uh, it's a rule called mishap, and this is kind of a like a custom mis misfire thing. So different, uh, usually shooting units, but different units can have a, a mishap for a different dice roll. Uh, so for a war machine, it would be you know the normal to hit roll. If you roll a one, you get a mishap. But it could, for another unit, perhaps be like number of attacks or something like that. So if you roll a one on something, you suffer a mishap. And when that happens, you don't shoot at all. And instead, you take a D6, D6 strength two hits, which is not too bad. Uh, but this goes together with the next rule, which is called Trial and Terror, which is a pretty funny name. And what that means is that you can like activate the higher power mode of your weapon. But if you mishap when you do that, uh, these hits are no longer strength two; they're strength six and armor penetration four. So <laughs> suddenly your thing is really blowing up. Yeah, I, I also really like this rule. It's basically like an extra miss misfire, so you also get the misfire if you're misfiring. Um, and you do? oh, I, I missed that. Oh no, no, sorry. no, no, it's no, just, no, no, no. It says it says if X is misfire, the model covers a mishap instead of suffering effects from misfire. Yeah, and, and I think that's the problem with this rule. Yeah. Like, if it was, like, as you said, it would have yeah. been perfect. Then then I misread it, and now I'm like, ah, this is this is really broken. <laughs> yeah, so, so I think th this makes a lot of sense for units that previously couldn't misfire. Like, it, like your, your rattling guns or whatever yeah. it is, uh, yeah. they, you know, they, they couldn't misfire before, really. Uh, but n now they can. But they, what turns out that also the war machines that could misfire have this rule, which is bullshit. Like they should have a normal misfire as, as well. Yeah, I agree. Because basically, it's, it's like yeah. a, it's like a. There's a chance when you misfire that you can't shoot anymore. But exactly. With and like strength with, two hits. Yeah, with this, it's like, oh, okay, a misfire, strength two hits, wounding on sixes, don't really care. And even yeah. if it's strength six, it's like, okay, wounding on twos, but it's. D6 hits, so not going to kill me. Maybe it's not going to kill me in two or three misfires. So there's like a lot less downside. And yeah, for man. me, this is just a bit stupid. It should also have a normal misfire if it's going to not if it if it misfires normally. Yeah, I think that would instantly fix this. Like yeah. just remove that thing with instead of misfire. Yeah, I agree. So trial and terror, as Casimir alluded to, you can basically the, a lot of the shooting weapons have this. So you can kind of like boost the boost the power of the shooting attack for various extra effects, and and we, we'll you'll see it as we get into the the different units, and then basically what happens if you do get a mishap, then it's a, a worse mishap. So you, it's a bit of a risk reward situation. 
Yeah, I mean, the reward is insane, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, <laughs> like, okay, I take a little bit of damage, or I obliterate the enemy where they stand. <laughs> you know, but I guess also if you're firing into like combat and you have a chance of smashing your own units pretty badly too. I mean, it's, I think it's great. There's, there was all this sort of randomized chaos and, you know, being a bit of a, like if you're a vermin swarm player, I guess being a bit of a lunatic really is in your, it's, is in your bag of tricks, you know? It's, yeah. So that's your, that's your, that's your tool bag. So, um, you know, trying crazy crap and then having it come out good or bad and being able to laugh about it, I think is is a big part of this army. Yeah, I feel and I've, that's really like a way of playing that really really suits me. Like uh, that's how what I enjoy in in the war games in general. Just like gambling big, right? Like yeah, exactly. go big and rolling cheap dice. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like getting to roll dice and like either having something really cool happen or something equally like stupid, you know, happen in the other direction. Like I, I, I really enjoy that. Like I don't really, I, I'm not one of those people that when things go wrong, I, it doesn't really bother me as much. But you know, if I play the ultra reliable army and it goes wrong because I was an idiot, then I get really sad because then I just know it's because I'm stupid. You know, not <laughs> because I rolled bad. Yeah, where it's like you can take this army in for the lulls and just yeah, exactly. Just go for it. Try to just win the lottery every time and see if you can just smash somebody brutally with it. So the 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 next special rule is a special attack, and this is on kind of the the plaguey type units mm. from before. So it basically replaces the broken rule that they used to have where they got agility 10 toxic attack for everyone in base contact including supporting attacks yeah, and now it's uh, now it's only only when you get when you roll a one to hit against a, a model and it's called the cult of error man <laughs> yeah i was like how do you pronounce this <laughs> i don't know eraman yeah, like, it's probably eraman but we can Aram, say we can yeah. say error man <laughs> I like it. I like it. Era man. Era man. It's like Jamaican where era man. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. yeah, maybe. Yeah. So basically, yeah, if you roll a one to hit, you get a toxic hit back. Yeah. So it's, it's a little bit like a kind of not not really a spike shield mechanic, but kind of similar. Like you try to hit them, but then they like spurt toxic goo at you or something. Yeah, they sneeze on you, and give you corona. <laughs> Okay, so oh, now man. we're getting into the the sassy part of the yeah. Of the like now army. we're gonna see we're gonna see why the the trial and terror is is pretty crazy. This is the WTF section. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to oh. Amazon Podcast WTF section. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'll talk. I'll, so first of all, does anybody know what a Giselle is? Uh, so I'm I'm not sure if this is like a real life thing or not. Like, yeah, but, but it it's a really long rifle, basically. It's like a very, it's an old timey sniper rifle, from what I understand. Yeah, exactly. Okay. It's it's something that I think the like the Arabs were using, or the yeah, I, the Turks yeah. or something like that. It's like a very like long barreled, uh, long range rifle that was used. Yeah, in like the I was, 16, I was remember. Yeah, I was remember reading about them in the Kabul retreats. Like when I was reading about that, that they like the British were harassed by Jassels from the mountains and stuff. Yeah. Okay. So, so I, I guess that works with the um, 
Constantinople-ish uh, theme as well. Um, so range thirty-six. That's that's half, half the board. Uh, <laughs> like you're never not going to shoot. Basically, you set up in the middle of the board. You can hit anyone. They're also accurate, so no long-range penalty. Right. Yep. Uh, one one shot. Strength five. AP three. Okay. Mishap onto hit roll and unwieldy. What is that? Unwieldy. That, that means if you move, you get minus two to shoot. Yeah, okay. instead of minus one. Um, and then the bearer loses quick to fire if it had it and cannot gain it in any way. All right. That's like, okay, so then there's your thing, right? And then you <laughs> go, hmm, I'm going to go for the trial and terror version of this. And then now the weapon range is only two feet. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm in the middle of the table. I still have a range of four feet and then, you know, a diameter of four feet, which is still most of the table. It gains multiple wounds too, so every wound is two wounds. Right? So you're doing double yeah. double wounds every time. And it gets reload exclamation point, which I'm not sure what that, that is. That means you can't stun the shoot with it. Uh, so what what is what do you have to do then? So uh, no, it just means that if, if you get charged you can't use trial and terror. That's what it means basically. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay, I got you. Which is, I mean, I think it's a, it's a good addition because otherwise, you know, you get charged by a unit of cav or ogres or something and you just wipe them out with multiple wounds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, th this is this is your Feldrak killer right here. Yeah, Jesus. Uh, it's, I, I don't know, this trial and terror thing is really, is really, really good. So I think on the normal shots, compared to to in the previous iteration, this weapon was strength four AP. Uh, no, sorry, strength six AP four. So it has lost uh, one pip of strength and one uh, AP. Uh, it was it was accurate before as well, I believe. Uh, so so like and the same range and stuff. So it's become like a little bit weaker in its normal uh, rendition. But then with the trial and terror, it's just multiple wounds too. Come on, it's crazy. What? It's so good. And it's 18 models, right? Like, you're going to take an 18 model you can, you can take these in units of six. But yeah, you, you could take three units of six if you want to. But I think I think there's... I, I, you probably want to diversify a little bit. Do you know what they hit on? Uh, four plus, usually. So, I'm just, like, doing the math a little bit. Like, shooting at a dragon. Yeah. How many... How many shots do you have to shoot to shoot a dragon to kill it? So also, also Henry, you should take into the uh, calculation that there's a character who can like use the engineer rule on this unit, which makes them then hit on a three plus. Okay, well let's 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 do it on a four plus because I don't think okay. it's going to be that many shots. So it's multiple wounds two, so you need to do three wounds. So you only need to do yeah. three wounds. So let's say you do four wounds and one saved on the six plus armor that you get. So <laughs> so you need to do four wounds so that's four five pluses so that means you just need to do 12 hits yeah so 24 shots yeah so so that means if you have if you have 12 in the army you just shoot twice a dragon is dead yep <laughs> it's a, yeah that's fucking crazy so so hide 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 your dragons yeah, yeah. so th this is going to be another thing that just makes the dragons go behind the rocks yeah, which is in my mind a bit sad. Yeah, I, I would agree. I will be, I'm I will be sure. crying myself to bed tonight. Not in my <laughs> mind. I mean, fuck dragons. You know what I mean? Like, 
Hey, dude, it's the same for Feldrax. It's the same for so the yeah, yeah. elders. I mean, it's the same fucking all the old shit. This is a mo- this yeah. is a monster hunter right here, yeah. right? This is just yeah. a big monster hunter, and it's mean. And I mean, twenty four inches. Yeah, you put these guys in the middle of the map, and you start shooting right away. Yeah, it's uh, it's really good. I think uh, so. Uh, I, I think the reason this has multiple wounds is because some of the other shooting weapons that previously had multiple wounds uh, don't have that, or they're very different from what they were before. Like the Dreadmill comes to mind, that doesn't exist at all. So uh, like p- compared to the previous Vermisform, you're going to see a, like a lot less multiple wounds, I think. But, but A lot, this a lot thing, more Gisales. <laughs> exactly, right? Like that's the thing. I don't know about this multiple wounds. Like I think maybe the Overcharge could be something else. Like it could have been... Yeah, plus strength and AP or, or whatever. Like multiple wounds too is really like. That's kind of what I was expecting yeah. when I when I read it. I was like, oh, set to twenty four. Okay, it's gonna be strength six. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure how you can how you could convince yourself not to take this. Yeah. Yeah, like you're definitely gonna have some of them. Okay, so let's go on to the next crazy fucking gun. <laughs> <laughs> so th- this is the rotary gun. Uh, and I think I've misnamed this before, so I'm going to drink. You could have uh, 12 moles in the army. It has 18 inches range. It shoots D6 shots with strength 4 AP2. And the mishap is on the number of shots. And if you do a trial and terror, you set the range to 12. And you get D6 times 2 shots instead. And also reloads. So you can't stand a shoot. So just a casual like 24 D6 shots. <laughs> per turn yeah. if, you, if you want <laughs> yeah if you want the range 12 like so I think to again contrast this with what it was before uh, just to put it into perspective so uh, currently these come in units of 3 uh, at the minimum so like a, that kind of unit would put out 3d6 shots strength 4 AP2 and or, before or 66. Uh, 66 short range just come on yeah, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> so, uh, but you don't get to roll this. You have to multiply it, which is sad. I would much more prefer prefer to roll an extra die, but up, uh, up to thirty six shots with three guys. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So, like what it was before, it was a single mole before instead of three guys, and that single mole always had d six times two shots. Uh, so, kind of like on the base level, it's three d six versus d six times two. And the previous guy could overcharge and get three uh, d six shots, I believe, uh, times two. Uh, so, I like my and the, the the other difference is that this one has one more AP than before. Before it was only strength four AP one. Uh, I mean, so, I, I mean, yeah, you got to be closer to do this, but like twelve yeah. inches for for some melee units is still. Yeah, it's, you're still gonna get to do it. You're still gonna get one off before they yeah. get you. And I, I've heard a lot of people like rave about this, but I actually don't think it's that much better than it was before. Like it's definitely good, and I really like it because it's fun to roll dice. But uh, uh, but like compared to before, like these things come in units, so they have to wheel and stuff. They can't just like uh, reform and turn around and go like like go and hide oh, behind that, stuff that, while they that's shoot. That's true. So you're probably gonna get minus one for that, right? Yeah, exactly. So. And before I think, uh, or no, okay, I think before it was quick to fire. Also, I'm not entirely. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, so, I think this is actually a like slightly worse or kind of the same to what what it was before. And another thing to remember is like I've seen a lot of people say that this is like super broken, 
But like, do people think bombardiers are broken in the Orgor army? Yeah. Because like I think like I mean maybe if, if <laughs> you think so, then, yeah, sure, fine. Like for me, I think every time I played against bombardiers, I'm like, oh, that's like pre shit. But it's maybe it's because nobody can roll dice. You know? Have you uh, have but, you played uh, against the like the twelve or eighteen bombardier list? Uh, not 18. I played play against a 12 uh, with I my think, dwarves. I think you can get I, 18s. I'm not sure. I've definitely played I, against a couple with a lot of bombardiers. Maybe, yeah. So, like, of course, if you overload, it gets, like, a bit silly. But, I, I like, the bombardiers have range 24 and D6 strength 4 IB2 as well. So, like, I, I think this is, is good, but I, I don't think it is, like, as ridiculous as some people have, have claimed it to be. I think we'll see. Yeah, but I, I I agree. I think the Giselle one is much more broken. <laughs> yeah, just, like in these last two that we're gonna get to now are also. I think they they are even better. Than I think the AP like, the AP two is just maybe a tad too much. Yeah, maybe maybe just yeah, bring it down to AP one again, and then it's not like as like when you get those yeah thirty six shots, it's not gonna like ruin your one plus knights or whatever in the same way. All right, so let's talk about this next one because I'm curious about what some of the some of the numbers mean on it. It's just mm -hmm. the canister launcher, right? Yeah. So it's an artillery weapon, which does that just mean that it can shoot over units, or is it just mean it's a stationary weapon? What is that? It, it uh, doesn't take uh, like usually it doesn't take cover penalties. So like if you're in a forest or something, you don't. It's not harder to hit. Okay. So it says zero to nine models for per army. Uh, catapult two by two. Now, with the two by two is what the number of units it hits or models it hits in an, in a unit when it hits. Yeah, number of moles. So like you you would imagine that you place like a, a little like square on top of your units. Uh, that's yeah. two by two. And if there's you know if you have a second rank, you would hit like the people underneath the square in the second rank. And it doesn't matter. Rank. It doesn't matter the size of your. Models, no. right? So if I have six Feldrex, it's going to hit four Feldrex. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but Feldrex uh, don't care. Yeah, I'm just checking. <laughs> but I mean, like, yeah, I'm just checking. Like, you, you know, you have when your beast in your beastmen or beast herds army, it's a, uh, it's you know, you have those minotaurs. Yeah, so it would be the same. Big. So it would hit four minotaurs. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So mishap, misfire. Okay, uh, and then uh, toxic attacks. Okay, ouchie. And then the total number of simultaneous hits from a unit with this weapon cannot exceed the number of models in the target unit. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. So I think so you can't this, hit more this one than four. Is, this one is a, a good change. I think it's replacing yeah, the, the broken shit, which was like five by five toxic attacks, which is just yeah, and also fucking boring. Retarded. Five by five. I'm pretty sure it was five by five. That's you hit twenty five units yeah. in yeah, one was... fucking hit. Yeah, it was like it was a war machine. Uh, so it's replace. I think it replaces that war machine as well as a weapon team that was just super boring uh, yeah. and did like nothing special uh, as well. Okay, but now let's get on to the trial and terror bit. Yeah, let's is, do it. The um, the trial and terror is that the um, the weapon range is set to eighteen inches instead of twenty four, which is still like okay range. Yeah, and then it changes the two by two to three by three. Yeah, um, I don't think that's. I mean, it it takes it from four to nine things like units, but you well, also have to have more three than ranks. more than doubles the potential. Yeah. Right? 
Yeah, but you have to have three ranks to do it. It'll yeah, think about like, like Kingdom of Ecotone Knights. Oh, sorry guys. Yeah. Well, you're three by <laughs> four or three by five. That's nine nine knights. Yeah. So, so also, also like can't they, can't, can't they have a cool formation though? Those guys exactly. <laughs> They're three, wi- three wide. wide. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, so you get hit five of them then? No, no. You hit you you hit uh, nine because they have three three wide and lots deep. Oh right. Okay. Uh, yeah, so, so something to keep in mind with this weapon is that all of the weapon teams come in at least unit of, units of three right now, which means oh. that this catapult is going to shoot three shots. So yeah, if you, so that's just to make sure you hit, really. Yeah, exactly. But like, if you trial and terror and you hit all three, I mean, you're you're like you know you're basically hitting every knight in that kingdom of Catan units. I mean, like you're probably let, not going to Let's be honest. This is a vast improvement to what it was before. Where it was like, it wasn't just three by three. It was like four by four, five by five, and that was hitting every model in the unit. Yeah, this, this is probably much cheaper, but let's. But it's yeah. uh, still very, very strong against Kingdom of Entertain or let's say Warrior Knights or any kind of Elf Cavalry. But the range is set to eighteen, meaning yeah. that if you have cavalry, hopefully you can zip in there. Yeah, exactly. Like, right. I mean, before this was a war machine with like forty-eight or something in this range, yeah. so so that you couldn't escape. Whereas now, as you say, Alex, you can definitely like avoid you can, it. You can be a bit smarter about your thing. Does it have a, a firing arc as well? Yeah, yeah, and it needs to wheel as a unit, so it can't like pivot and stuff. It doesn't have a musician or anything. So. Yeah, so so still still good, but not as broken as it used to be. Yeah, and I, I also think that it's probably going to be a lot nicer to play against because it's not like... like The thing I really dislike with War Machines is that you have that one dice roll, you know? And if you hit, it does... Like, it kills everything. And if you miss, it does nothing. Whereas now you have, like, three shots, which are a bit smaller. So if you hit one, you know, you do a bit of damage or you can do a lot of damage, but you don't have that, like, all-or-nothing feeling from this. Yeah, and I think as well, because of the range, you, you're forced to play these units a bit kind of more aggressively and that's yeah. going to put them in into range of shooting and spells and combat threats whereas before the catapults could just sit at the back and be safe yeah so yeah exactly i definitely like this change yeah, and can i just quickly ask where it says mishap and then in brackets it says misfire that means the mishap is a misfire for this no that's when you when you, when you roll, roll a one misfire. yeah yeah, so that would be to hit roll. Like if you roll a one to hit, if normally for a catapult it's a misfire, but for this unit is uh, a mishap instead. Uh, so basically, when you roll to hit, if you roll a one, you get the mishap. So what does it mean in the rotary gun where it says mishap roll for a number of shots? So you roll d6 for each model. Uh, you know how many shots it has, uh, and if you roll a one, then that's when you get the mishap. Yeah, exactly. Look, I'll I'll just check it. I just want to check it, but you guys carry on with the next one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let's so deep fryer thrower go deep, deep fryer. <laughs> yeah, but it, it, I yeah I, I feel like you have to call this a deep fryer thrower. You know? like it just sounds better. <laughs> I'm just also, could like, you imagine if they just launched deep fryers at, at, at opposing armies? It'd be, it'd be terrifying. I'm more to imagine not only the oil from the deep fryer. Yeah, not, exactly. Like not only is there like boiling lard. Coming in at you hot and yeah, and, I mean and, that's and, basically and but also like a giant steel cauldron <laughs> 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 just clangs into your unit afterwards. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh man. So so this thing is a, a flamethrower and it has range 18, uh, one shot at strength three AP zero. Flaming attacks, it again has the mishap on the misfire. Uh, it's the, the guys who carry this are flammable, so if you have flaming attacks, you're gonna reroll to wound against them. Uh, and this pirate. also has this uh, yeah, definitely. And uh, if this also has this like requirement that you can't hit more models than there were in the unit, which is also good. And the trial and terror is that if you, you reduce the range to 12 and you set the strength to 4 instead of 3. So, uh, Henry, can you remind me of the rules of the flamethrower? Because I haven't really used them in so, forever. So the flamethrower in general are pretty broken. If you, you roll to hit and you always hit on the 2+. plus. Okay. If you roll a 1, you get a misfire. And it hits um, every rank in the unit. The first rank gets d6, and then subsequent ranks get d3. Yeah. And you can never exceed the number of models in the unit with the hits. So, uh, yeah, this is, is pretty fucking broken, because you can have three of these in a unit at least. All, all shooting then... at the same time, so not one after yeah. the other. And you're hitting on two plus, which let's face it, you're like well, if it's on a two I'm... plus, you, you never roll once, right? That's that's how it works. <laughs> I think. It's, you you, go, I think it's so. Yeah, if you fire a miss, but if you fire a mishap, you're you're you are flammable. Yeah, yeah but, but that it, doesn't it, matter. It's light. No, it's not lightning. Is it lightning attacks? Oh, no, it's flaming it's attacks. Okay, so you reroll to wound. Okay. Yeah, flaming attacks. So okay, we so and you're good. flammable. So you can smash yourself. I think. Okay, yeah, that's true. But I mean, let it. Sh you should be able to. Like, this is so. This is just going to annihilate big ranked units. You know. Yeah. But I think it's also like, good that they're kind of differentiating the shooting because there's one for armor, one for big, uh, big units, one for monsters, and then one like general one as well. So I think it's. Yeah. I think that's quite nice. I mean, it's definitely going to wreck my wretched ones in one turn. Oh yeah. Well, it, <laughs> well, they don't, they don't get that many hits because yeah. you don't have that many ranks. So it'll be D6 plus D3. Well, it's still going to wreck them. <laughs> yeah, true, because you still have three of them, right? Yeah. yeah, so I mean, this is really one of the places where the multiple wounds disappeared, because before, it was really nonsensical. Like, before the, the whatever it was called, flamethrower, it was like 2D6 shots and strength, strength five, 5, multiple AP2, wounds. Multiple wounds D3, which was just like, why is a flamethrower multiple wounds? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Whereas now, it it really fits, right? And it also provides, as you say, like another tool in the toolbox. Like, this is the anti-infantry or ranked unit weapon. Yeah, yeah so range, range 18 or range 12 is also still pretty good. Yeah. And if you're firing, you can fire it into... Yeah, like you can fire units that are engaged, right? Like, <laughs> but if you uh, like the problem is this kid. like the problem is that if you 30. fail when you fire it into combat, you have to do the flamethrower on your own units. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you gonna have, you're gonna have like eight ranks, so that's gonna just destroy your entire units if you do it. <laughs> Which would worth, be hilarious. Worth it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, hundred percent worth it, right? Yeah, so it, actually in the first list that I wrote with these, like there's four different uh, weapon teams, but you can like you can have uh, maximum three units of of like that use this. And you, there's also like a combat unit that can take some of these. So I actually wrote a list that had like one of each of these, which I think is actually quite good because it gives you like a 
a toolbox to handle different things, you know? Yeah, and then yeah, you, can, I mean, you can build your list a bit around it as well, which is nice. All right, let's hit up this hereditary spell chat because welcome to the hereditary spell corner, everybody. <laughs> uh, this is where we all sit down in some nice lounge chairs and pour ourselves a long, deep cognac, take a big sniff, and go, what the fuck is this spell? <laughs> yeah, this, this is definitely the worthiest parts of the book, I think. So I'm going to try. So I read this and I was like, the first time I read it, I was like, what? And then I was like, oh, so I think I know what this does and I hate it. And okay, I just so want to add. Okay, so the spell is called The Awakened Swarm. It has um, like, you know, two versions of it. It's got the cheap version and the expensive version. It's a grit type ground and duration instant. And the effect is... Summon a unit of one for cheap or three for expensive rat swarms. Profile below with 40 by 40 meter bases. It's Mita. center on the target point. Now, uh, the cheap version is a five plus with a 36 inch range. So that's, that's a three foot radius around the caster. Um, the expensive one is seven plus at 18 inch range. So that's almost... Uh, no, oh, no, 36 inches is a six-foot radius around the castle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or that's a, a three-foot radius, a six-foot diameter. Yeah, uh, so that's the whole table. Um, and then 18 inches is, yeah, all, yeah, like it's 18-inch radius. Okay, so it's almost, it's still, still yeah, pretty, it's like half, pretty bad. Half okay, so, so this is what a rat swarm does. It uh, has an advance rate of 12 inches, discipline 5. It has three hit points. One uh, zero defense, zero offense. One res, two strength. AP one, agility four. Then the model rule is endless tide, which we'll get to in a second. It's fearless, insignificant, and light troops. So uh, endless tide is that the model doesn't charge other units, and other units cannot declare charges against it. It ignores other units, and units ignore rat swarms regarding the unit spacing rule for all movement. Um, and rat swarm models never block line of sight because they're, yeah, low. they're low. They're low and they're on the ground. Okay. At the start of each magic phase, you raise X health points in each rat swarm unit, where X is equal to the number of health points in the unit. So it doubles its health every yeah. magic phase. This can raise health points above the unit's starting size up to a maximum of 27 health points. Well, what? And yeah. then when a unit of rat swarms touches another unit, impassable terrain, or the board edge, the rat swarm unit is immediately removed as a casualty. If the unit was removed as a casualty due to touching one or more other units, one of the units chosen by the owner of the rat swarm unit suffers three hits for each removed rat swarm model. These hits are resolved with strength two and AP one. Okay, so this thing um, can't get charged, but it can block you physically. No, it can't block you. So you can pass through it. Yeah. So if yeah. I so if I'm charging a unit at the other side of the rat swarm, when I run through the rat swarm, I will take some damage. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Okay. So and I then. 
the best and, way for you to think about this is that it's like a delayed magic missile, basically. It's a it's a it's it's a moving it's a moving mine. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Okay, and so then the thing that I I'm confused about is it's um, this whole health doubling thing. So is this so that you can't shoot it off the board? Is that the no, so I think the idea is that in the early game, uh, the Vermiswarm player will summon, or like they want them to, to summon this unit, and then it starts growing, and as you say, it doubles every turn. So if you summon three with the big version of the spell, turn like the next turn, they're going to be six. And the turn after that, they're going to be maxed out at 27 hit points, uh, right? Because that, that would be Oh, nine. but I thought it was that each unit just gains hit points. It's not that there becomes more units. No, no, no. It, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's not new units. It's that that unit becomes bigger. So imagine that you, you're putting down three. The next turn, there's going to be six models in that unit, which means that if you hit it, it's going to be 18 hits. And then the turn after that, it's going to be nine models, which is going to be 27 hits. N- no. See, that's the part that's unclear to me because it says uh, you suffer three hits for each removed rat swarm model. Yeah. Right. But it, but it but you can only summon up to three models. Yes, but every turn you you raise, which means you put in new moles in the units as many uh, hit points, which is as many moles as you have, basically. Oh, see, I thought that it was that the, so it these basically units it double, get it doubles, more hit points. It doubles in size each magic phase. Okay. So, so what, what, I, actually, what I want to do with this more models is, on it. is put the summon the rat swarm. Then the next turn, the rat swarm doubles, and I'm going to ravens wing it into something. Yeah, I mean, like I think that this is, it's it's a bit tricky, I think, but it's a big. I think it's going to give you something that's really good to cast in the early game because you go like on the first turn, you go, I'm going to cast a spell. Five plus two dice. Yeah, it's like two dice, and nobody's going to want to stop it because you're also going to have Wrath of God or whatever the fuck, you know, to cast at them. So then you just have this, and then two turns later, you have 27 hits going against something, you know? Yeah. Elves, elves will hate But this. they're also light troops, so you can, like, rearrange them however you want. Right? Uh, yeah, exactly. So they move really well. Like, it's, it's, it's easy to move this into stuff. You can also just uh, summon it, like, in the backfield. Like 36 inch range is quite long, so you've got a war machine or something like that you want to take out. You just summon your rat swarm, and it's like if they deal with it, then they spend resources dealing with it. And if they don't, then you're going to get the war machine because you're going to yeah. do like 18 strength 2 hits or something on it and do yeah. do three or four wounds and, and kill it. It's disgusting. Definitely. I think, I think it's, it's way worse than I thought it was. It's way worse than I thought it was. <laughs> so, <laughs> like. I, so what I've heard from people is that uh, like the the only thing that that holds this back is that there are other spells from the actual paths that you might want to take instead. Yeah. But there are there are other ways of gaining this spell in your, in your army. Uh, so I, yeah, I've seen I, some uh, units that just can just have it as a exactly a spell. So in, in, in general, out. in general, I really like this. I think it's really fun. It's really, it's really uh, characterful. As I yeah, said, it's me very too. much like like, uh, like Warhammer Total War, where when you're playing against the vermin, or they just all the they just appear out of nowhere all the time. And I yeah. think it, I think it's really I think it's really well balanced as well. 
I don't yeah, think it's, it's, it's not super it's not, powerful. It's really. not super powerful, but it's not. It's not what? like still. It's not something that you you're not going to take. So twenty seven. Um, twenty seven health points is how so much? Nine nine models. Nine models. So and it's, it's the base four, is forty by forty million. <laughs> so it's. <laughs> So it's twelve centimeters by twelve centimeters of space, or it can be like super freaking long. Yeah, I mean you can right. string it out in a line if you want to. I mean, just to make people like to basically make their army run through it. Yeah, I mean, right. to Noto, there could, there's only ever going to be one unit that takes takes these hits. Like there, the you can't unit, make it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You can't like force all their units to take it. It's always going to be just one. So, like, if you're a Warriors player and you really don't want to take this, you might have, like, a unit of uh, of dogs or something that either move moves onto it or charge through it or something like that to avoid uh, taking the hits on something more important. Okay. Still seems, like, pretty fucking nasty if you get a few of them going on the field. Yeah, like that's I think especially in the early game where you go where you might not have that many spells that you really want to cast, like you two dice or even one dice these these spells, right? And like you could just have a couple of these guys floating around somewhere, you know, just waiting for like, you know, at the end maybe you built up a lot of them and then you take out stuff to get the points for certain units or war machines or stuff like that. Yeah. And I mean, if you want to get if you have 9 of them and you are light troops, and you can move 12 inches, you can first make yourself nine long, right? Yeah. And then move a bit, and then make yourself, like, you can get across the board pretty pretty crazily. Yeah. I don't know. To, I think it's dirty. Note, to note, though, you, you will never be able to move more than 12 inches, because, uh, like, a, a thing for the light troops is that you can't, like a unit can't move, or rather a model in a light troops unit can't move further than their march rate normally, which I assume in this case would be advance. Maybe this is an overlooked thing. Maybe they need to have a march rate to be able to function. I don't know. But but like basically no model will be able to move further than 12 inches. I think that maybe it's to uh, stop like march tests. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, they just they just can go 12. There's yeah, no... they can go twelve basically, but but my There's... point is that you you won't be able to like reform and then move longer than twelve because that's like a built-in part of the light troops rule that you can't do that like move further than um, okay than what you have. Okay, so yeah, you can move okay. th this one we like. Yeah, it's, it's super thematic. Like just this, uh, the wizard just summoning up a horde of little rats that come and bite you. Like yeah, it's it's very cool. So Alex, I want you to read the first magic item. Oh god, I already read it. I hate it. <laughs> okay, weapon enchantments. 180 points. Secrets, Secrets of, of the Doom, Doom Blade. Blade. Standard Ooh. height models only. Thank God you can't give it to the big <laughs> to the big rat. Uh, enchantment, hand weapon. While using this weapon, the wielder gains plus one attack value. Why? Attacks made attacks made with this weapon gain multiple wounds D6. Become divine attacks and magical attacks, and their strength and our AP are set to ten. 
When a natural one is rolled to hit with an attack made with this weapon, the wielder suffers one hit with lightning attacks. Oh, no. One oh, no. Hit. Oh, no. Because <laughs> oh, no. I'm not going to put a bunch of kick-ass fucking armor on a dude who's carrying this thing. Yeah, because you, you don't have the points. Yeah, you don't have, really. yeah, it's 180 points, dude. You're not going to get any armor. <laughs> you might, you're like, going to get an alchemist alloy and a, and a heavy no, armor no, no, shield. No, okay, get, so... Isn't the potion of speed 20 points? Yeah, conveniently. You, you get, you're gonna get it's push of speed because you want to attack first, like hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, that's also true. So, so let's just say, but one I one hit wanna... with lightning attack. Okay, so it's d six hits. No one cares. Okay, so I'm just yeah, like I'm just like okay. I need to put this on someone who's gonna smash some shit. Is right? That how it works? No, it's one hit right with d six strength. Yes, exactly. One hit d six strength ap two. So I buy I buy a blood fur commander for 120 points. <laughs> I have four attacks. Now I have five attacks. Why does it give you an extra attack? Like why? Yes. Why? It's so why? So now I have five attacks, and if I get five hits, I roll a d6 for each hit. No, 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 no. You have to wound first. Oh, if I get oh okay, so I have five attacks. If I so I have to wound. Okay, let's say I get two wounds. Now yeah. I'm getting. Now I get up to twelve. Yeah. Yep. Just right, right in your, right in your, right in your eye. Just like any any character that wants to get close to me, like I, I cost a, cost three hundred points. I'm pretty sure you cost more, and I'm like, there's definitely a high risk that I'm just gonna punk you straight away. Yeah. Like agility, especially, six. especially with divine attacks as well. It's like, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, I guess it's only regen that's the only thing that's that's like maybe good against this, but it's but, still so risky. It's, do you, yeah, it's way do you too risk risky. it? No. I've got I've got agility six. I've got yeah, like you, okay. you have to take portion speed. Please. Right. So I've got agility nine, so I'm definitely attacking first. And well, yeah. um you eat poops. Yeah, and I think also to contra- contrast this with what it was and, before. And oh wait, wait, and I put it on and I put it on paired weapons? No. Uh, no, it has to be hand weapon. Oh, okay. But that also means that you can use a shield while you fight with this. So. Yeah, so you can get parry. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't know oh, why. No. Like, it, it, I, you shouldn't be able to use this with a shield. I, yeah. So, also, compared to what this was before, like, before this, this weapon used to, like, kill you every turn you weren't in combat. Like, you would always, you would take, like, a, a toxic hit, like, if you rolled below something every turn. Which made it really like a, a risk thing. Like you I think kill you just your took own a to- guy. You just took a toxic hit every time. Yeah, and like yeah, so you could just kill him like on your own before he did anything. But now there's like no downside to this weapon, really. Like sure, you could take some lightning attacks when you fight, but I mean, who who cares? Like you, when you fight, you're gonna kill shit. Yeah, I got hit with a tiny bit of lightning. Yeah, and now I spank you. This is like like Thor's hammer almost, isn't it? Yeah, it's like it's so good. Like it's crazy good. I I don't know. Like, will this really stay? That's that's my. When I read this, I was like, this seems maybe a bit over the top. Just call it the fucking poop stick. <laughs> I'm just gonna so smear you like, with poop, it's and it's you just can like die. A, it's just like a stick that he broke off a tree covered in poo and he just jabs you with it five times. I had a, I had a, fr- a friend w- when we were growing, when I was a kid and we were hanging out in the street and there was like a, a dog poo on the side of the road and 
I like poked it with a stick, and like in the process of like poking this poo with a stick, I kind of like flicked it a bit, and this tiny yeah. little bit of poo landed in my friend's mouth. Oh like, my right, god! Right on his tongue. <laughs> oh <my laughs> <And> like, <God. laughs> I was, we were oh like, everyone was god. quiet, <laughs> like watching. Like, well, no one was sure what was gonna happen, and then he just like barfed like, on the street. <laughs> Oh my god! I like, had a look of shock on his face, and then <laughs> I guess it must have like the aroma just must have like kicked in, and then he just went. Lah, lah, lah. <laughs> Are you still friends with this guy? No. <laughs> oh man! I mean, that's a really, a really, a series of unfortunate events I mean, right there. Like, I don't know how old we were, like eight, eight years old or something. Like <laughs> okay. But, yeah, just uh, like, oh my god, that's so awful. Just okay. like, as, as I like, just poked the stick into the ground, I like kind of stuck and then like flicked a little bit, and it just went like, <laughs> it just it was the perfect. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Carry on. I poop can... sticks. All right. <laughs> the Next. best part of this story Slide is that like I, I've heard it like two times before, but every time it just just as funny every time. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, next weapon. Swarm Master. Very cheap, by the way. 25 points? Very fucking cheap. cheap. Now, now this is... Okay, so what I want to ask before we start describing the Swarm Master weapon is, how many models can you have in a unit of Ratman? Uh, Uh, 40? Maybe more? No, 60, I think. So it depends on the units. Uh, Let's see. So yeah, you can like in a unit that he can go in, you can have sixty, but you can also have units that are insignificant. They can be eighty, but I think that that but, means that he can't join those Cass- units. Casimir, you can also put him on a big fat platform, which is 16, oh, yeah. 16 models, <laughs> and nice. then make it even deeper. So yes. how 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 many full this ranks can you deep. get uh, with this guy? I mean, if you if you can have sixty guys, then you add yeah. sixteen to that. So that's another three, another three ranks. So that's what? Yeah. Nine. No, no. More no, 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 no. More, more, more. Sorry. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's 15 ranks. Okay. So what this, <laughs> okay. What this ridiculous <laughs> weapon does, now that we've prefaced this, is while using this weapon, the wheeler gains grind attacks X, where X let, is let, the let's number say, of let's say 15. full ranks. Yeah, let's say 15. <laughs> Where X is the number of full ranks in the wielder's unit. These grind attacks are resolved with strength 3, AP 1, and magical attacks. So those only Wait, work on turn, turn oh, yeah. 1, right? Yeah. The grind attacks are turn 1. No. The grind, the grind attacks time. are every round at the wielder's agility. So you give, yeah. him, and you that, give him this, and you give him potion of speed. <laughs> and then is that those are all his attacks, right? He doesn't they're, they're get not, extra attack. Not only, that, Alex, not only are they just attacks, they're hits. Right. But I mean but I mean Yeah, he um, doesn't get anything more no. So he doesn't get his other attacks. Yeah, he gets his other attacks no. as well. No? Does he? What yeah. no? Why not? Seriously? Uh, yeah, I mean think oh, about the cost. Seriously? Think about the cost. Think about the cost. So this guy gets Brian doesn't this guy potentially gets oh. 15 grind attacks at the 15, beginning of the turn. 15 hits. Grind 15 hit. Hits. 15 hits. And then he gets to roll for five attacks. Uh, what? That's, <laughs> that is, again, you know how I said the other one was poop on a stick? <laughs> this, this is poop on a lot of sticks. 
This is, this is poop on 15 sticks. <laughs> this is also hitting. Oh my is, god. This is brutal. This is brutal. This is yeah. My brain. I, I don't know. I don't even. I don't even know how to sass this. I'm hurt. Okay, <laughs> so I, I, I want right to. It's 25 points. So effectively, it's like half a point, less than half a point per grind. Like, or less than two points per grinding attack. Per turn. <laughs> per turn. Yes. <laughs> if you survive two turns, you've got 30 hits already done. Like what? What other thing in the game can give you like a hit, like a, a like an actual damage for for like two points? You know, and even yeah. at, even at strength three AP one, like it's pretty good. It's insane. It's, like it's, against against he's the right standing, thing. And he's standing on a war platform that has other bonuses on it, which we'll look at later. Yeah, I mean, in even if you don't go on a war platform, this is just a just a great. Really great item because you can get I feel a character. Like it's a no-brainer item. Yeah, like you can get a character that costs like 150 points, including this item, and so that's basically just throw away. You know, like you could just put it in somewhere, and it's like, oh, you got it. You have to kill this guy, otherwise he's gonna fuck up your unit. You don't even need to. You just you can just put him in the same unit as the guy on the platform. It doesn't even need to be on the platform. Yeah, exactly. All right. You can just be stood but next so to let's say that you challenge this guy, right? Like you somehow manage <laughs> to get to the point because he's obviously in a block with a champion and maybe some other characters, or maybe so some other items. So you challenge yeah. him. Does that mean those fifteen grind attacks just go straight on your face? Yeah. Is that? Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> So it, does, it doesn't kill a dragon, though. It, 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 that we can say it does, like maybe one wound on a dragon. Yeah. So you attack it with your champion, just to just to keep it away from your from your unit for one. No, nah, you, you just try and kill it before it gets to attack. Yeah, like that's if it doesn't have potion of speed. If you're faster, you definitely want to kill it uh, because it's probably gonna have low resilience and. It depends. Like, I don't know if you really want to invest a lot of armor on this guy, unless he's standing on the platform. You know. So you try to snipe him, or you know, if your warriors go in there, they they hopefully they have higher abilities, so they just like punk him out before he gets to hits. That that would be the plan, I think. So I need to go in with wrath, basically. Yeah, or, or like you know, or whatever character you have, something like that. Like, make sure that he's in base contact oh, with this yeah. guy, and then go in, then hit go him. in with the. Um... Going with the fucking no no blade. Yeah, I mean that would work. The entropic arrow. I mean, yeah. then, then this doesn't even work, right? Like that. That would definitely be a counter. That's 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 the move there. All right. Show up. Next go. one. <laughs> Rod- yeah, so Rodentium. This, this is the worst name in the entire book, and I hate it. It's so bad. Like, please change it, please. Like Rodentium. Oh, it's a rodent bullet. <laughs> Yeah. Like what? <laughs> who the fuck? Like who? Did, like, uh, yeah, it's it's not great. As, like, as, who, as I said, who, I've who been let, largely ignoring the vermin background threads because you, I have absolutely no interest in it whatsoever. So, so do you know what's bad about this? Is that it's so close to fucking like? So you know that when they created Age of Sigmar in Games Workshop, they were like, oh. There's these guys called the Stormcasts, and their armor is made of like Stormcastium or some shit. Like it's it was like I don't know what the I don't know the name, but that that's literally what it is. Like 
it's so bad. Like they're like, oh, it's in like metal made of lightning or some bullshit, you know. And that's what this sounds like. It's not good. It's bullets made of rodent. Yeah, it's like it's like oh, it's rat metal. <laughs> yeah, it, it's not the not the smartest uh, naming thing. There's there's always yeah. one or two in each book, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, so rodentium is got is a pistol enchantment. The weapon gains two extra shots and attacks made with it become divine and magical. Yeah, fine. Twenty points. Whatever. Yeah. Next. It's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I guess a notable thing is that almost every character has a pistol for free, so you could like you could definitely like find a home somewhere if you just want a little bit of extra shooting. Right on. Yeah, and I think you. I think you probably do. Twenty points is fine. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. If you have it to spare, shoot. whatever. Yeah. Uh, then we have the armor enchantments, and the first one is the plague hermit's blessing. So uh, first and only. <laughs> It is a tr- truly a hermit. <laughs> yes, exactly. You can only have it on Cult of Araman. Araman? Uh, for 50 <laughs> Araman. For 50 points. Uh, it goes on light armor and it gives you fortitude 5 plus. And the successful to hit rolls against the guy who wears this must be re-rolled. Quite so uh, yeah, that's that's pretty good. Like especially five plus save as well as this real successful hits. That's that's really nice. I think, I think it's very good actually. And if, yeah, I think this can probably go on like a pendulum or whatever it's called now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know what it's called actually. Uh, but yeah, like the the war platform for the Araman guys. Like Araman. A bit. I yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it, you should be able to take that on the war platform. Like I, I feel like that's going to be probably priced up a little bit. Yeah, yeah so I, call, it's called a sacred platform now. I agree. I think it's a little bit too cheap. So yes. fortitude, you can counter with flaming attacks, though, right? Correct. Yeah, the flame. But there's no way to counter reroll that you have to reroll the hits that you rolled. Mm. Like okay. sure, you, you. I mean, I guess you could get reroll to hit yourself, but. I mean, it's yeah, it's 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 quite good. Like, I think, there's I very think you can things. you can combine this quite nicely with parry. Yeah. Wait, can you have parry while you're on the war platform? I don't know. I don't even know if you can have a shield, but. Uh, yes, I I I'm not sure. I would I assume that you can't, to be honest. Uh, but I'm not. Yeah, yeah, you can't have a shield. Okay. So well, it's not uh, it's not like that good. Like any his defensive skill is not great. So maybe maybe that is actually not as good as it could be i guess i think you also have to remember like the characters that we're talking about here are very like low power level so yeah well unless really... they get 15 grind attacks i mean then they're yeah. or they carry a secrets of the doom blade yeah <laughs> and a lot of them also have two hit points and things like that so we'll get there okay so this banner enchantment is just like it's crazy cool but Definitely, it's not your dragon's friend. Yeah, That's for sure. Well, it's it's not as broken as it used to be. And what is it called? So it's called Banner of the Last Storm. It costs seventy-five points. It cannot be taken by uh, core models. Um, and it says parts of terrain features, including open terrain that are within eighteen inches of the bear bear's model, are dangerous terrain too for models making a flying movement. So. So, so literally anything within yeah. eighteen inches, including including nothing, yeah, is dangerous terrain. All things are dangerous terrain. 
Only only for flyers. Yeah. For flyers. But if you're a flyer and you move you move from a terrain feature into the open, you're taking two dangerous terrain tests. Yeah. And if you hit one more terrain feature, it's three dangerous terrain tests. Yeah, definitely. So basically, so, you're getting dicked. <laughs> yeah, but it's only 18. It's not a very big yeah. like area, I don't think. It's it's like, it's good, but at 75 points, I don't think this is going to be taken very often. No, it's it's a le- it's so, a legacy it's a legacy thing that they tried to balance, but it's yeah, I like just my, take it out. <laughs> my yeah, my perspective is that I don't see why this is still an item. So there used to be like a banner of some kind of storm or something. I don't know what it was called in the last book and the previous iterations as well. Uh, that's kind of what it did is that it stopped you from using fly flying movements. Yeah, you couldn't fly, couldn't fly, and also you got hard target two. Yeah. Yeah, it was like really, it protected you against shooting or something, which was really, really powerful. And I think that needed to go because it just didn't really make a lot of sense. Uh, yeah. But I don't see why they wanted to keep it because it, it seems like this is like fan service for old school players to go like, oh, see, there's still like a banner that relates to storms, but who gives a shit? Like, just remove it. It doesn't add anything really to the book. I agree. Like just if the, you put in something that relates to your new theme of of what what's going on in this book instead, like, like the I next think, one, yeah. yeah, exactly. That like that yeah, that really adds something because I mean this is just like a bunker protection. That's that's all it is. It's going to protect your bunker from like flying characters, and that's not worth seventy five points because you can just you know like also not play bad and then you'll be fine. But what if you do play bad? Yeah, that's when it comes in. <laughs> Then 75 points is cheap. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, yeah, next up we have the Sacred Aquila. Uh, so you see the, the Roman reference there a little bit. Uh, so it costs 50 points. And uh, the rank and file moles of uh, the Barris unit gain battle focus. But if you roll a natural one to hit, uh, you hit your own units, basically. Thanks, good. Yeah, this is, uh, I think this is really cool. Especially, uh, I don't think it's like, really uh, like unbalanced or anything like it, it's just quite cool like you get some kind of downside but you also get more hits it's quite nice on like a, a deep unit of spears yeah i think it will you'll see it in the in the praetorians or something like that whatever they're called uh yeah yeah what do they call now uh, the praetorians just are like the elites i think uh not the elites i i forget but yeah the, the rank and file guys but the next one is really good yeah, hit, do you want to hit, hit us with it. So it's called the Bell of the Deep Roads. So that's a really a, good name, by the way. That's a really good name. Yeah, we, we've got we've got like two very like sexualized words, which are deep and bell, <laughs> which are always nice to make fun intonations with. So mm-hmm. when you're rolling for ambush, so this is what, uh, all the tunnel guys. You can re-roll for your unit, and if you yeah, pass the ambush roll, if you pass. All subsequent failed ambush rolls during that turn may be re-rolled, which is really good because it's always nice to get all your ambushes on at the same time because that means yep. that you get to put like maximum pressure on your opponent. Yep. Any unit that passes the ambush roll due to the re-roll has to enter the, from the same tunnel marker. That's also fine because, as I said, if you're going to put pressure on, you want to put all your pressure in one place. Yeah. So that's also okay. I mean, it's not... It's not that flexible, but it's still good. And 
if it's not possible, then you don't get to enter the battlefield, which is probably fine. Yeah, and like then, if everything comes up, there might be like not enough space. Yeah. And you're rolling one by one anyway, so you can yeah. place your your models just to stop you coming on if you don't want too many units. Yeah. So I think one thing uh, to consider with this is that you have to take it either on a character or on a ranked unit. And the only way for those things to go into the tunnels is if they start on the board and they take a certain unit that allows you to go back, go down into the tunnels. Yeah. Uh, so I, I thought that was quite interesting. So like this, like basically this banner, uh, you would take it like on a unit that you you know that you're gonna burrow, you know, at some point during the game, and then you have a high chance of coming back onto the board, and then also bringing with you like all the other guys that ambush rather than like it's you can't really take it on a unit that starts off the board yeah so so i think it's quite interesting and i think it's it's probably pretty well priced at only 25 points just because like you can't take like it would be say if this this item appeared like in the dwarf book for miners it would be much more expensive because you have these units that essentially have to ambush Whereas now it's more like you put it in a unit that might want to ambush later in the game, and I feel like then like you pay for the flexibility of of guaranteeing that you you come up again. Yeah, I I think it's I think it's nice. Twenty five points, good item, fluffy, like it. It's like yeah. the kind of it's like a unit carrying like a bell ringing, and yeah, so they're exactly. all, all following them down the tunnel. Yeah, I think I think it's really cool, and there's some really I think you can really make some interesting like tunneling lists in this book. Yeah. So uh, next we have the artifacts, and first off we have like probably the absolutely best item in in this book, which is called the crown crown of hubris. You know, very on theme there. It costs uh, sixty five points. It's dominant, and you can only have it on a wizard. What does and dominant what, mean? Just out of curiosity. It means it that means you get that, tied up at night and uh, get spanked by the vermin. So basically, it's just positive. Uh, so uh, it, it means that you can't take any other dominant items. So like basically, um, all the powerful uh, like wizard magic items have dominance. Is a way to look. They at can't it. stack them, basically. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so once per friendly magic phase, uh, before you uh, you declare a casting attempt. Uh, by yourself or another wizard who is in the same unit as you, uh, that person gains plus two casting modifier for that casting attempt. And if you uh, fail, uh, then every wizard in the unit, like if you fail to cast a spell, even though you have this plus two, you every wizard in the unit takes one hit with lightning attacks, and you oh, cannot no. use this item in the next turn. Yeah. So basically, it's like a Book of Arcane Power that you can give to any wizard in the same unit as yourself. And it's cheaper. Yeah, and it's 10 points cheaper, which is just insane. Like, how is this not... Like, this should be 85 points, in my opinion. Like, it's it's so cheap. One like, lightning so, attack. I think, yeah, I think oh, no. one, one thing that you have to remember is that a lot of the wizards are, are only have two hit points. Ah, okay, well, yeah. That, I guess that makes makes it a little bit different. But still, but still, but still. let's yeah, let's be honest. Also, <laughs> but still, you can also take yeah. this. You can also take this and the book of arcane power. Yeah, that's the big. Fa- that's the kicker, I think, because there's no masters in this army at all. So everybody's an adept. So you're like the currently, I would say, the best magic setup is this as well as book and arcane power. So you have two spells at plus two. I mean, 
and that's almost like fighting a, a, a fucking quartal, you know, like it's it's really, really good. Now the quartal just gets plus two every spell. Yeah, exactly. And but hopefully, you know, <laughs> that changes when they get a book, but you never know. Very soon. But yeah, I, I feel like this is I, I like I think that it's a in in terms of rules, it's a cool item. Like I, I like the design, but it's just way too cheap. That's the problem. I agree. If it was every wizard. Oh yeah, it is every wizard suffers a hit. Well, that's quite yeah, good. It, yeah, so so, it, so there is some kind of risk to it and and so on, but like it really it's just you, just, too cheap. You, you don't run it with in a, like a you just you have one wizard in the unit and that's it, right? Yeah, the, the well, it, it depends. I think it's sometimes I don't know if you're gonna have more than one bunker to put your wizards in. That might be a problem. Hmm. But you, I think you're definitely gonna have this. Like you're gonna have at least two guys in one unit, and then depending on what spell you want to cast, right? You're gonna give it plus. There's so much flexibility. I think that's the strength in this, and why it should be more expensive. I mean, because you know, like what, like one turn, you're like, I really want to cast, you know, uh, the the uh, of God or something, and another turn, you're like, well, I really want to cast Raven's Wing or something. Like all these really powerful spells that you could just decide. One of them is going to get like a massive boost. I think I think it's more about the trickle magic phases where you're trying to cast lots of spells. Because when you combine this with yeah, the Book sure. of Arcane Power, you you can reliably two dice a lot of spells. Yeah. Okay. That's true. I think that's that for me. That's more where the power is. Yeah, but I mean, Ravenswing is not very expensive, right? And like, it's a very powerful spell in this army. Like already with the Hereditary, and then there's another unit that's just gonna make Ravenswing like one of the best spells in the game. Well, like the Hereditary spell, for example, you get this. You need a three plus. Yeah, yeah, you can one dice it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 just. I, I guess that's a bit risky with the downside of this item, but still, it's it's very good. Pretty, it's pretty helpful for casting. I'd say. Yeah, I think I think it's just like sixty-five points. I, I don't see how we like how we release this with, with with such a cheap cost. I guess. Wasn't there something else in the book that gives plus ones pass? Uh, I don't know. Anyway, don't well, actually. maybe we'll take it later. We'll so, what's the next one? Yeah. Orb of uh, yeah. yes. or Atius. Uh, it's 60 points, only vermin senators and racket technocrats can have them. Uh, and it's once per shooting phase, the bearer may discard two veil tokens from its owner's veil token pool and nominate a unit within six inches. Weapons and trial and terror in this unit gain plus one to wound and magical attacks, and the number of hits from mishaps is increased by three. The effects last until the end of the phase. Yeah, this is. Uh, I feel like this is really good if you want to run like a shooting list, which spoilers is something I like to do. Uh, so, spoilers uh, is probably I, what most people are going to do. Yeah, exactly. Spoilers is the most fun you can have in the game. Uh, so, like, <laughs> <laughs> the most fun I, you I, can I, have in the game, but not your opponent. Yeah, exactly. Not your opponent. But I, it's, it's a really cool item. It's very short range, though. I, like, six inches from your character. Uh, if your character is hiding in a bunker, like, that might. Be a bit difficult. Yeah, but this is like going to be to... on your engineer, right? Yeah, that's true. Like, and your engineer wants to be within six of that unit to give it extra aim, anyway. So yeah, so you're getting extra aim and extra wound, extra to wound. So yeah, those, those I... Giselles that only needed uh, 
Was it 12, yeah. 12 hits to kill a dragon? Yeah. Well, that's, that's well. suddenly significantly gone down. Yeah, suddenly it's like if you land within 24 of my disables, your dragon is probably dying in one turn. Yeah. Which is, is fucking insane. So, uh, I mean, let, let's, let's do the math. Like, you need. So now you're wounding on a 4 plus? So yeah, you, you're you hitting need, on a 3. So, and you're hitting on a 3. So you, you only need uh, six, 6 wounds? No. Six hits. Yeah, like you. What is it? You said four wounds last time. Yeah. So, uh, right. Yeah. So so now it's six hits instead of twelve hits. Yeah. It's like yeah. No, so it's like yeah, well yeah. before. Let's see, because because you uh, you need four wounds, uh, which is two two wound rolls, which so, wound on so, four plus four. So now you only need nine shots. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, yeah. You only need nine shots, which is like basically pretty easy you could have six in a unit actually the, the dragon so <laughs> yeah. it's it's very good i feel like the just sales is, is kind of i feel like the just sale is more the problem than this item i think this item is is actually relatively reasonable for 60 points yeah can you actually do it on the just sales? uh yeah Every, and anything with uh talent terror i think that's a bit strong with those. Yeah, it's it's strong, but it's I mean it's also relatively expensive and it costs you veil tokens, so I mean maybe it could be a bit more expensive, but I don't know if it's like broken. Sixty points. Nah, it's it's worth it. Yeah. And and, and it's all, so. it's also you can also it's also like flexible because you can you don't have to if you don't have a good target for the sales, maybe one of the other yeah, shooting exactly. units has a good target. Yeah. Like maybe your your guys who are shooting at the Equitin Knights with all the toxic hits want to get plus one to wound. Yeah. Oof. Oh. Toxic. <laughs> yeah, toxic with plus one to wound. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Actually, actually, you're right. It's probably a bit good. I think. But I think it's more the fact that you can give them plus one to hit. Yeah. Yeah. That as well. Like yeah, the combination makes it really good. Yeah. Okay. Next one. So. Yeah, next one is a little bit more vanilla. It's very similar to an old item. It's called the Orator's Toga, and you can only have it on standard height moles, 40 points, and you gain stand behind, and you cannot issue duels. So what this means is that you could put your character in any rank of units, basically, so he doesn't have to fight. Yeah, I think it's fine for this kind yeah, of blitz. Nice. I mean, like, whatever. Yeah, there's like a there's one combo where this would be worth it, I think, where there's a unit that can gain bodyguard and you can put it on a guy who doesn't have to stand in the front rank while they have bodyguard, which is quite strong. But yeah, uh, yeah I, I I don't think it's like over the top. Yeah, anyway. it makes sense. It's like you you probably want to keep your general alive because of the discipline, etc. Et yeah, and then he has a nice toga, which is, is it's like a rat in a little sheet standing <laughs> behind people. <laughs> So, so then I think we should move on to like one of the most broken things in the in the book as well. Like this is uh, ridiculous. The, fire, the fireworks display. Yeah, exactly. Do you want to take this? Yeah, sure. Storm rocket, forty points. Applicable only to vermin senators and scorch it alchemists. One use only. When this artifact is used, it is a shooting weapon with aim two plus, and the following profile: range twenty four inches. Shot one, strength five, AP two, area attack three times, magical attacks. So basically, you just get this fucking three rocket, three. three by three, <laughs> magical attack rocket that you just get to light off 
like it's the fourth of July. My my yeah, question is how smashed. how does this hit in two plus? Like in in yeah, what like, in what like uh, how how do you imagine this working? So uh, like you know <laughs> you know New Year's Eve when you have that drunk guy who's gonna set off a firework. It's just it's just that and, you know like every time somebody does that they burn they blow up their own hands or something bullshit like that. But instead of their own hands, it's the enemy units instead with as much accuracy. <laughs> I think it'd be nice if, since it's a two plus, that if you roll a one, that you suffer. Yeah, that see, would be see, that would that would make more sense, right? Yeah, it's like put that three times three strength five on your own unit. Fuck you. Like maybe yeah. even make it four times four. Just blow up all the rats. Even though it's not gonna do fuck all, just the fact yeah. that it does it would be better, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. The threat of it at least makes you go okay. You know. Yeah, it's it, and what makes this even more egregious is that the Scorched Alchemist is super broken as a character just in general. So like you always want to take a Scorched Alchemist and you always want it and then this is only 40 points and it's like a fucking stone thrower on crack that hits on 2 plus. So like why wouldn't you take it? It's just uh, yeah, it's it's not uh, I don't like it. It's a bit strong. Yeah. It's it's like a legacy thing as well. Like there used to be a, a rocket item, which I don't I don't remember exactly what it did, did but it made something it like similar. It, it, yeah, exactly. It made a little bit more sense before we removed the guess range because I I remember it being something like you took a number of dice and then you had to like scatter this template, so there's was like a chance of it going in a random distance or something, and that was like a little bit more, you know, thematic because you shot a rocket and you don't know where the rocket's gonna land. Whereas yeah. now it's like Two plus. you pick units <laughs> and you're like, oh well, okay, like good luck. I'm gonna kill all your warriors in this unit. Have fun, you know. Like it's yeah, on a two plus. So the next item I think is super cool, but also terrible. <laughs> uh, map of the deeps. Did you guys check this yeah. one out yet? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's it can be taken by vermin senators and Stygian overseers. It costs thirty five points, and at the end of your shooting phase, you can move a friendly tunnel marker within twenty four six inches in any direction. Yeah, that's like, like awesome and terrible. Awesome and terrible. I think I think it will work well if you're going like max uh, tunnel, because then yeah. you can like move it behind someone's lines and stuff. Exactly, and, like you can you can move the tunnel with your army. I can yeah. just imagine like the mole, like the mole in the cartoon where it's like tunneling, and you, you can see like the the tunnel moving. Yeah, yeah. I I think it's really interesting, and also uh, we'll get to the Stygian overseer. But basically, as a little spoiler, what he can do is that he can blow up a tunnel marker and make stuff close to the tunnel marker take lots of hits. Oh, that was that's so broken as well. We'll get yeah, there. So, we'll get so there. This, <laughs> means that he like if you're gonna take the Stygian overseer, you probably want to take this item because then you can kind of. Maneuver your tunnel markers, you know, towards the enemy and start blowing him up. So, yeah, and if somebody's trying to like, like box, like box out your tunnel markers or whatever. Yeah, exactly. You just move them out a little bit, make sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Next so, one. Helm of the Rat King, thirty-five points. The bear can cast the Awakened Swarm hereditary spell as a bounce spell with power level four slash eight. If this bounce spell is cast with three magic dice, the boosted version of the spell is cast. Thanks, nice. Cheap way yeah. of getting an extra spell if you don't want to like waste one of your spells on like the 
the spells that you, on the hereditary spell. So I think yeah, yeah, good, good item. Also, it's it's cheaper than the uh, normal hereditary item, right? So it's quite useful, I think. Like it's nice. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. And you I get think, I think get this it, is it this is probably a discount because if you're taking one of these like cheap vermin characters, maybe you don't want to waste fifty points item on him. So it's a little bit kind of discounted yeah. version of that. Yeah, also because with a with a bomb spell you can't like, you know, you can't force it through per se. Like you're gonna have to cast off four rates. Yeah. But yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah. Next uh, one. Then we have uh, Harina's uh, Liar uh, for a Vermin Senator or a Fetish Fleshmaster for 30 points. And stomp attacks made by enemy units within six suffer a minus two to wound modifier. This is very good for 30 points. Yeah. It's quite nice, like especially like you can put it on this. Like for example, you could put it on a guy with the orator's toga, so he doesn't have stand in base contact, and then he just like keeps your infantry unit safe <laughs> from big things. Yeah, I think it's very strong. Quite good because that's also yeah. something that you're kind of weak against when you're a vermin. Yeah, exactly. Because everything's infantry. Yeah. Yeah, this is quite good. Uh, do you want to say the last one? Oh, sure. Uh, battered Laurel Wreaths for 25 points. Senators only. When an enemy model issues a duel that the bearer could accept, if the bearer's unit does not contain a champion, the bearer may upgrade a single non-command group rank-and-file model in his unit, <laughs> the champion. This champion must accept the duel that was just issued. So you're just like, uh, you're a senator, so you're like, um, you, sir. <laughs> oh, now my champion <laughs> this, little rat, this little rat like shaking holding his spears like eh, eh, okay I guess I'm going for it <laughs> I'm imagining that it, like because it's called battered, battered uh, Laura Reef like he has this like shitty Laura Reef in his pocket and he just gives it to rat and he's like oh you're the champion now like, okay. <laughs> then he like takes yeah. off the corpse and gives it to the next yeah one. it does like just blows blows a little bit of the of the Brought it like the burnt fur off of it and just hands it to the next one. Yeah. <laughs> now you're the champion. Uh, thank you, sir. Yeah, this is super cool. I really like this item. I think also also it's really nice because like I don't think it's actually broken because the you can't like promote somebody to then issue a duel, which would be problematic because then you could like you know, uh, like infinitely duel out the dragon or something. Yeah, it only definitely. applies if somebody tries to duel you, which means that it's it's a bit more situational. Yeah, I think there's a few things like that in this book, and I I like that so much more than the current rules, which are just fucking retarded as well. Yeah, like the, yeah, the so current rules are ridiculously is, uh, good. Yeah, this gets uh, a big uh, thumbs up. I think it's super thematic. Uh, it's just yeah, it has a great name and and everything. So this kind of works really good if you have a bunker with a bunch of characters in it, right? Where you yeah, don't want to get one of your characters tied up with a yeah, duel. Or, and then you... or even imagine if you have a combat oh, it's only Oh, it's only to the bearer though. So actually... Yeah, so like imagine if you have a combat unit and you like put your your senator on the corner or something, and then you have this, and like you charge the enemy, so his characters are not in base contact with your senator. And then your senator can kind of like make sure that he can't be dueled out you know like there's uh, there's definitely like imagine uh, demons they have this character that force you to accept duels 
And then okay. this, this is just a counter. Like he just makes sure that the demon can't like make him go into a duel. Okay. Clever. Yeah, I like so that's it. all the uh, magic. Sorry. So next, what well, next part is the army organization, which is fairly bog standard. What you would expect? No, I think it's a bit different actually. There's only thirty five percent characters. Oh yeah, that's because so they're normally ridiculously cheap. Yeah, normally it's a bit more, and uh, I think this goes actually in all the categories because you can have thirty percent shooting, which is I guess kind of similar to a lot of books, but you can only have like twenty percent of the monster category which is a lot less than other books i would say yeah yeah it kind of makes sure that you can't like max out on one of the categories uh like crazily but but also this also means that you can you can take like the max of every category because you still have points left over for core and stuff yeah yeah so yeah, so first up we have like this is probably my favorite new model of the whole army book, which is called the Ruinous Dictator. So he's he's the new Vermin Demon. Uh so they've changed him quite a lot. Uh but he's now I think very, very interesting. Uh I don't know if he's like the best choice in the book, but but he's uh, he's very different at least. So he comes on a 75 times 75 millimeter base, which is new, like we've never seen this before. Uh, he's gigantic in his infantry, and he moves uh, 7 to 14, and he has only discipline 6, so this is a big change. Like, you're not going to take this guy because he gives you a lot of discipline. He actually has less than, than like, the other leadership character. Uh, he has callous, fearless, so he can't flee, stubborn, uh, so he's going to be relatively hard to break, uh, supernal, well, super, a rule called... Supernal makes him unbreakable, right? Uh... Yeah, but you know he takes the the demon thing. Yeah. Uh, then unlimited power and wizard adept. Uh, he has seven HP, so he's he's quite tanky. Uh, only defensive and offensive four. Uh, resilience and strength five. Uh, he has uh, armor five plus and ages five plus. He comes base with a halberd with four attacks, strength five, AP four, which is quite high, and agility eight, so he's very fast. Uh, so the unlimited power is that he has to be the general, and this is the is the real kicker, which is like makes this interesting, is that while you're within the range of his commanding presence, so which that's 18 inches because he's uh, gigantic, uh, all friendly units within that range gain unstable and cannot perform a flee reaction as a charge reaction. So that means that they, when they are in combat, they become uh, unbreakable but they lose, just like Undead, uh, instead they lose the number of wounds uh, from combat uh, rests in just wounds after the combat. Yeah, so it, it, it combines quite well with the... What's it called? The... Um, life is cheap rule. Yeah, exactly, because you're not going to take that much combat rest anyway, so yeah. Yeah, I think it's very it is very strong, but it definitely changes the whole way you, you play your army, I think. Yeah. But I really uh, like has- I really like that this is now it's more like an ugly fat rat dictator yeah. rather than like an elegant looking beard wielding saber twirling rat thing. Yeah, exactly. Like he's not very like he is he's big, but he, he's not skilled at fighting, really. Yeah. 
So he can only use occultism spells, which I also think fits pretty well because he would like sacrifice other people to do shit and stuff. Yeah, well, I, I think the background behind this is maybe something I know a little bit, and okay. it's something like the the rat does like a ritual to become a a dictator. So it's it's kind of like leaning into that sort of that yeah, sort like of some kind of idea. Bullshit. Yeah, I think it's. I think this is like a real Emperor Palpatine character. Yeah, yeah, exactly. for sure. And I, I think especially he like an avatar of the of the rat gods. Yeah, like I, I, I definitely, as you say, Alex had this image of him like standing in the middle of an army, laughing maniacally. You know, where as everybody is just sent to die in front of him. I mean, he also this mortal, this mortal origin, right? Like, yeah. Thing so that's where he, two things, right? He has he has to choose one uh, mortal origin and one patron deity. And I just want to say the first one because yeah, it ahead. is it is literally the line from Star Wars where he's like, "I am the Senate." <laughs> so, uh, what does do? <laughs> so when friendly units within range of the model's commanding presence, inclu- including the model itself, lose health points due to unstable. The number of lost health points is reduced by the number, the unit's number of full ranks to a maximum of three. <laughs> oh, that's really good. So you get up to three damage off of every time you lose combat, basically, and would have crumbled some. Yeah. Which, which is like, yeah, it's pretty darn good. So you look at this thing and you go, oh, unstable. Okay, interesting. Okay, well, I guess I could lose by a lot. That wouldn't be so great. Oh, no, wait, I have that... Uh, have that other ability going, so I only lose half. Okay, so I'm only losing half. Oh, wait, and now I'm losing three less. So, like, if you lost combat by 10, then you lost by 5. And then if you're have a if you in a big block, you lost two two units, or yeah. two, two models out of your unit. Yeah, and this also applies to him because he's stubborn, so he just halves all, all of this as well. So he's actually really difficult to... That's to just, like, I didn't realize of. that, but that's yeah. really good. Yeah, he's actually, and uh, yeah, exactly. And then there's another ability here. Uh, so, like, let's just run through uh, the mortal origins. So that's one option, and it's free. And then you have Lord of the Legions, which is pretty shit, and it gives you like a grave weapon and a parrot weapon, as well as a halberd. So I, don't I guess why, yeah, I don't know sure. why you'd want that. Yeah, like just remove it. It's not very interesting. Uh, then you have Pontifex Maximus, which is is hilarious because I uh, I so Cam uh, like Fras on the forum he pointed out that uh, it's pretty funny that they like m- managed to get away with calling the Pope a big rat or a ruinous dictator, <laughs> which is is fantastic. I love it, uh, and it means that he gets the Awakened Swarm uh, as well as the other two spells because he's an adept. And then he also gets plus one modifier to cast to the first casting attempt he makes. So this is maybe what you were thinking about before. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yes, yeah, so well. yeah, it costs twenty five points. So, but it's definitely worth it. So that that's like so he, he needs to choose one of those, and then he can choose one of the patron things. And here we get into the combat res, uh, resolution thing. So the first one is called Avatar of Acritus or Acritus. And uh, he gains lightning reflexes, and every combat he's in gets plus two combat resolution. Why? <laughs> yeah, this is just insane, because you take I Am the Senate, and then you take Avatar of Acritus, 
And uh, yeah, then like if somebody that, fights you, you're gonna win. You know? in, that, in that example I had, now you've only taken and you lose by ten for some reason. You've only taken one damage. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think it's, it's more like you have like two legion banners in a unit or three legion banners in a unit, and you just run these guys into each other. I think. Yeah. It's... Can you even stand? In a unit, if you're gigantic, no, you you have Terran. Uh, he has to clip the side. No, you can't because you have Terran presence. You can't join the unit. But yeah. but uh, just like combo charging these two units in, like this guy, and then a unit with a couple of Legion banners, you're winning what pretty much whatever combat you you go to. And if you lose, yeah. then you don't care. Yeah, that's very good. Yeah, it's, it's super good. And then the other two options is uh, Avatar of Favana, which gives you multiple ones, D3 and Swift Stride. Very nice. And the and the last one is uh, Avatar of Odious, or Udius, which gives you 4 plus Fortitude instead of Aegis 5 plus. Also very nice. Yeah. So uh, lots of yeah, good options there. Yeah, I think this is a super interesting entry. Like this is, is like the, this is really the highlight of the book for me. I, I don't think it's the I still think it's probably stronger to go with with the other characters, but but this is it it really opens up a lot of list building opportunities. Yeah, for sure. I think you're just a whole you're playing a whole other type of game. If yeah. If your yeah, units don't flee anymore. Yeah, exactly, and I, I, that could definitely be very interesting. Like, I think if you're gonna play the uh, the the tunnels and like the without number, I think this is gonna this guy is gonna be quite good because then he can. You know, like the units that come up are not gonna like break, and even if they, like when they don't break and they die from crumbling, you're gonna get to add to the without number uh, thing, for example, and then get more guys up and stuff. So it could be quite good. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's great. Yeah, there's a lot of synergy in in between those things. Cool. Yeah. So the next so- one. Yeah, I think also that's it. like to finish it off. I think that was one of the biggest challenges for the design team was to design a new vermin demon, and I think they just like smashed it out the park. Like, this is, is yeah, a very good, really, design. really good work on this one. Like compared to the last one, which is absolute bent. Like this yeah. one is like very interesting and has lots of options, and it's not overpowered. Maybe yeah. the combat rest thing is a bit good, but we'll see. Yeah, like maybe there's some very like you know if you build your list around it, you might. You know, like it might be too good, but it depends. Well, I guess we'll see. Yeah. So, uh, yes. Berman Senator. Yeah, do you want to go for it? Yeah. So, so we're getting into like the characters now, and you'll, you'll see that uh, the stats and stuff are a lot lower than we're maybe used to. Um, so, this is, I would say, it's not like a combat character. It's not a wizard. It's more like a leader character. Yeah, this is it's just your leadership character. So uh, you're he, essentially like, buying. Yeah. You're essentially buying this character to be a general if you want a distance seven general. Yeah, and you're also buying it if you want the without number because you have to take this guy to get the, the where they come back. Yeah. So his options are very limited. Um, he's. He's like a basic rat stat line, but he's got three yeah, like, hit, three hit points and res three and two attacks. Um, he comes with light armor and a pistol. He has a special rule called Vox Populi, so the voice of the people. Um, 
The range of the model's commanding presence is set to 18 inches when measured to units with one or more models with Eagle standard. So this makes it even better to have the Eagle standards. Yeah, which, you, which you're going to have, yeah. basically. Like, you have to take them. And then, so yeah, he, he works very well with the army, I think. Yeah, I agree. And then you can sit on a palaquin, which gives you an extra hit point, extra resilience, and a bit of armor, I think. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any point in putting this guy on a, on a palaquin. Like, well, he, he's, gonna... well, he's probably going to be standing behind, right, with the item. Yeah, with the, or with in the, the toga. Like, either with the toga or in a bunker, I think. Yeah, so probably not. And then you can take 200 points of items. And I think if you're taking this guy, you're probably taking, like, a binding scroll or a crown of autocracy or something like that. Yeah, I, I think if you're... It, if you can manage to play it so you don't lose him, like the crown of autocracy is very good because leadership eight minimized rerollable is great. Yeah. So you want to take the next one? Uh, yeah. So then we have the blood fur commander, which is your like BSB slash fighting character. So they rolled like the, before you had the tyrant and the chieftain or something. Yeah. And uh, and they rolled them into one. So he costs uh, 120 points. He's an infantry guy. Uh, he uh, has discipline six, so one less than the uh, the leader guy. Three hit points, uh, defensive four, offensive five, resilience and strength four, uh, AP one, four attacks. So he's goes up to like the the fighty character guy and uh, agility six. Yeah, so this is your Becomes... this is your secrets of the Doomblade guy. If there ever yeah, was one. exactly. He's he's gonna carry that thing. He has heavy armor, uh, and then his his like special rule is called decimation. Which means that if you fail a leadership test, uh, you roll an extra uh, d6, and uh, that d6 is like an extra instance of minimized roll to your uh, leadership test, and then you suffer uh, the number of hits you rolled, or like the number you rolled as uh, automatic wounds with no armor saves or any saves of any kind to your unit. So he's like just. Like, when they decide to flee, he's like, fuck you, he just, like, kills a lot of dudes, and he's like, oh, do you still want to flee? <laughs> yeah, Which, I, uh, just, I really uh, like this rule. I think it's really fluffy, very, like, Roman in some ways. Yeah, yeah love it's it. great. Yeah, this this is, is very nice. Uh, then he, so he can take a battle standard, with e and the battle standard comes with eagle standard for 50 points. If he's not the battle standard bearer, he has 200 points of items, otherwise just 100. He can take a shield, a pistol, a spear, halberd, or paired weapons. He can also go on this uh, Praetor Palanquin, and he can use a Triumphal Platform, but only if he's a general. So I think maybe we should like cover those two now. Uh, so the, the uh, Praetor Palanquin is like, uh, he goes on a 40 by 40 and gains like rest 5. He has some guys underneath with strength 5 attacks. Um, he gets a like he fights a little bit better. He gets uh, like a little bit more armor, a little bit more offensive skill, which is yeah, just essentially just a like a small fighting platform. But the triumphal platform is uh, is a lot better. It uh, counts towards your like build, uh, bread and games, which is your monster category, and it has impact. It's d six at strength five, uh, like a couple of uh, dudes underneath. So with, it's uh, more like the eight hit points. 
Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like a big one because it has 80 times 80 uh, base size and it has nine attacks with uh, like Praetorian Brutes, which I think are like ogre-sized things, and then eight hit points with strength five and, AP, and armor four. Yes, strength six. It yeah, it's also gigantic. So it, it yeah. is, yeah, it's quite it's quite good. Yeah. I, I think it's quite cool as well. I can, yeah, ju- I can just you, imagine it, these like three... Let's just call them rat ogres, like carrying the the platform around, and then like yeah. putting it down and fighting and stuff. I think it's quite cool. Yeah, and he can. It, it has this born into battle rule, so you can't charge it out. Uh, whereas the Praetorian Palanquin is more just like a war dais or something like that, which has no, no restrictions. Yeah. So fighting character BSB, your kind Basically, of combat stuff. Yeah. Yeah, he's either a BSP or he carries the Doomblade. I would say that's <laughs> that's what he does. Yeah. But what's nice is that he makes sure that you're probably you're, like your main combat unit is not gonna flee because you have decimation. <laughs> uh, you you can, I don't think you could take the the uh, Doomblade if you're mounted. You have to be on foot. Ah, uh, okay. Well, they thought about that. Well then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So then then we come to the House Prefect, and I think here is where it starts to get wonky. Mm-hmm. These, so, are, these are all really good. Yeah. So this is like, it has like four options uh, that you can take. And each option is, is quite different from the other. So the base stat line is, is, as you talked about, this like quite low one. This only has two hit points and two attacks. Resilience is strength three and a guilty four, defensive and offensive two, light armor. Like it's, it's, it's very shit in the base. Maybe either this uh, fetish, uh, fetish, fetish. Uh, something like Fleshmaster. Fet this. Fet this, yeah. Scorch it, Alchemist. Uh, Scorch it. Scorch it. Raka shit. Uh, technocrat and Stygian Overseer. So the uh, the Fleshmaster, he gets... Uh, <laughs> he gets... Uh, each of these you can only have two of in each army. And uh, you get like a heavy armor and a shield... Uh, and then the charge range rolls of uh, units that are like the beasts of the army, giant rats, fetish brutes, uh, arena beasts, and uh, Praetorian palaquins within 12 are get maximized roll for charge ranges. So you get to charge further, basically. It's quite good, very thematic. Yeah, I think that one is, is, is like, yeah, it's, it's good. I don't think it's, it's overpowered. It's just pretty, pretty nice if you want to go for like a really combat list. Uh, then you have the Rakashi Technocrats, uh, which is very, very good, I think. It's the, this guy is the engineer, so he, he has a free plus engineer, which means that he gets to share ballista skill or, or whatever it's called, like a, to hit roll aim of free plus with uh, uh, experimental weapon teams. Uh, so that will be weapon teams within six. So that will be your Gisales, uh, Rattling Guns, uh, or fuck, what are they called now? Rotary Guns, yeah, things like that with uh, in six. Yeah, and this is this is the one that we were talking about. You're going to give the plus one to wound item to. And yeah, then exactly. Standing next to your favorite war machine or experimental weapon teams. Yeah, especially since he only costs with this, he costs like a uh, hundred twenty-five points, or no, a hundred and thirty-five points, which is very cheap. So it's two hundred points all in, and yeah. you and you are very happy with that, I think. Yeah, you, exactly. but do you take an engineer and just? Stand them by themselves. No, you, you like put them in a bunker. small unit. Yeah, small unit. You can do both, but depends. 
Yeah. Uh, then we have, like, I think the next one, this is where the book breaks, and it's the, the Scorchet Alchemist. Yeah. So he has this Very rule, good. which is one use only, and it, you activate it at the start of around the combat. So that means that if you kill him, it doesn't matter. And uh, the whole unit that he's in, of uh, anything that's standard height, rank, and file, gets plus two agility and plus two offensive skill. And at the end of the turn, uh, they suffer d6 uh, wounds that have you can't take any saves against. So it's so, basically just drugging up all the guys, giving them loads yeah, of Yeah, exactly. And then they're going crazy, and then a few of them are dying from the yeah. But drugs but like the, drugs are bad. Yeah. Okay, but so you just do this to your bunker that can attack, what was it, five deep? <laughs> nah, dude, you well, stick this yeah. in the fucking front of your Praetorian guards and you just, just laugh at elves as they charge you. Yeah, so there's a unit which has base agility five, so they would go up to agility seven, and then they fucking strike at like offensive six or something with like 40 attacks, and it, it's, it's, just, it's, it's way too good. Like, it's so good. Yeah, who cares about res, res two? Yeah, it costs you 125 points to put this in a unit, and you're gonna do it every single list. Like this is the only, this is one of the few things in the army that's like 100% alt include, and it's just super broken. Yeah, and you and you think that you'll basically be with the with with those attacks and the offensive bonus, you're just gonna like wipe. Uh, yeah, the enemy unit. Like, yeah, how does this do you against? You can also give them like battle focus. I mean, th these guys are going before sword masters at worst the same time. Yeah. Yeah, like they're gonna Battle go focus. at the same time as many characters, just yeah. like destroying everything, hitting on a free. Uh, then they have like we'll get to it, but they get to reroll some of their to wound rolls, and they have a shit ton of attacks. And then they also have the number of combat rests coming back. It's just it's just very good. Yeah, and exactly. you might only lose one unit or one model for it. Yeah, exactly. It's. I think this this needs to be. Like, this is one of the few things in the book where I feel like this is a design problem rather than a points problem. Like this design is too good. Yeah, like, you I could, agree. You could you could add on like sixty points on this guy and he would still be broken. Like no no problem. I agree. It's just it's just adding too many things in one place. Yeah, and and like add to this that he is the only guy who can take the the rocket, which was like the broken uh, <laughs> catapult. <laughs> so yeah, smash it's, bang. Exactly, it's just it's just a no brainer. So we got one more here. Yeah, this hit us with it. Overseer, uh, and this one is quite interesting. He so he gets heavy armor and great weapon. Uh, and then during a friendly shooting phase, this is the detonation guy. So he can choose to detonate a tunnel marker within 24. And if he does so, everybody within six inches takes 2d6 strength 4 hits AP1. Whoa. And you remove the tunnel marker. This is crazy no. good. It's because you good. Can, so you can get that um, that map thing that yeah. lets, lets you move it six inches in any direction. So if there's like a wave of enemy units coming over your tunnel marker, you just go, whoop. Yeah. I'll put you in the middle of that and kerplowy. And so basically, well with the, basically like they're the getting... It, like the timing of it, I think the map is at the start of the shooting phase, and this is no, during... It's any? at the end. Uh, so th this is something I thought about. So the map is at the end uh, of the shooting phase, and this is during. So okay. I think that you can't move it and then detonate it. You have yeah. to like pre... 
Okay. Well, so I guess that, that must be on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like as good as it could be, which I, I I'm think glad is about that. But you have it's still super to, powerful. To run away. Yeah, you get one turn to get six inches out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. But you have like you have four of these. You could definitely like perform some pretty brutal zoning with those tunnel markers, right? Like first of all, you put two on the flanks that you can pop up un- new units through. It's like and a then twelve you have inch bubble, though, right? Sorry. It's a twelve inch bubble because it's you can move it six and the range is six. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, but it's yeah. Yeah, so so what I mean is that like you have two in the middle of the board where you're like, I don't want you to move into this area, so I'm gonna put tunnel markers here. And then I have two on the flanks to like pop up new units through. And then you know, if you if you decide to rush me, I'm gonna detonate the tunnel marker and make like all units take strength for AP one hits. It's like horrible for Sylvan Elves. Yeah, it's it's very good. Horrible. Yeah, so this it's a very cool uh, unit entry, and then like this unit entry can also take a few different things. Uh, so like he can take a lot of shooting weapons. They can take a everybody gets a pistol for free. Uh, then you can take like a Jassail if you're a, a technocrat. Uh, you can take a canister launcher if you're a score shit uh, alchemist. Uh, you can take a rotary gun if you're a, a technocrat, and you can also take a deep fire for if you're a score shit uh, alchemist. And they cost uh, yeah, a bit of points. But yeah, you could add like a little bit more shooting for this character as well. Like Giselle, 10 points? Yeah, I think the thing Why to remember not? is... It's, but then he has to stay stationary if he wants to shoot it. Like you, you can't move anything around in your bunker. No, but he's going to be the racketeer guy, right? Who's just sitting there anyway. Yeah, maybe. Well, maybe it's it would be worth it. Ten points yeah, on a three range. plus. Yeah, I guess three plus. Yeah, all of these hit on a three plus, which is quite good. I mean, you're, you're definitely going to take one of them, right? Like you, like you. Yeah. Why not? So I think when you build your list, you want to currently because the scorched shit alchemist is broken. You want to take that, uh, and then maybe if you have the points, you would take a, a technocrat as well. Uh, but it depends on what else you want. I I'm probably I would take. The technocrat. Actually, I'd probably take one of each. Aside from yeah, the, the the fleshmaster one. Yeah, I I don't know. It depends. Like I don't know if you have the points really to do one of each. I think you have to but kind they're, of decide. They're quite cheap wanna... though. Yeah, but like you, there's a lot of other stuff you want to get in the list though. But you can also use them as chaff. Yeah, but they have to take a terror test because they all have the valor's discretion. Yeah, but it's okay. <laughs> Yeah, like I can roll under five on uh, sheep dice. <laughs> no, I mean, it's it's going to be seven because you're going to take the seven too. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yes, eighteen inch bubble. As long as you're within eighteen. So. Yeah, and it's and it's 115 points. Or... Well, it's it's not. It's actually not eighteen. It's only eighteen to uh, eagle standards. Yeah, but you, yes. twelve is enough because you just just move them out one turn in front and then it's good. Yeah, I guess. I guess. So the I... last character. Oh, no, the yes. second is the last character. Like, oh, yeah, there's two more. It's not characters. So, again, a Swarm Priest. This is your caster, or your main caster, let's say. Um, again, pretty shitty stats with a two-hit-point character. You can yep. take... Um, I think, actually, the main rule that we need to say first 
is the holy triumvirate rule. Yeah. So if fuck, nearly dropped the mic. Um, <laughs> if there are at least three models with holy triumvirates in your army list, and all of them have either Kaelesian pantheon or cult of Eraman. Eraman. These uh, models can select spells as follows. Wizard Apprentices can select from the learned spells, 1, 2, 3, 4, on the chosen path, and the hereditary spell, and Wizard Adepts select from the learned spells, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, of the chosen path, and the hereditary spell. So, yeah. this means that um, what you're going to do is you're going to pick a path, and you're going to take three wizards from that path, yeah. just so you can get access to the five and six spells from that path. Yeah, this is the only way to get the Wizard Master yeah. uh, spells, basically. You're going to do that, or you're going to take the Vermin Demon. Yeah, so that, like I think this is the reason why the uh, the Demon or the Dictator probably is, is not going to be your primary choice when making lists, because you're not going to be able to take 5 and 6 when you spell selection. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, so this also is an upgrade. Uh, so you have to pay 20 points per mole to or per character to get this. This all the triumvirates. Yeah, correct. And then you can choose like two paths, let's say. So yeah, per like category. Yeah, so you can have the Calasian Pantheon, which gives you access to witchcraft, or you can have the Cult of Eraman, which gives you access to occultism, and both can take thaumaturgy. Yeah. Thaumaturgy. All the way, and you yeah, can put exactly. them on sacred platforms if you want to, and we'll we'll talk about that one at the end. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so like this is, I think I I think like most lists starting out with this book will probably go for free swarm priests with holy triumvirates, and yeah, then, like, probably I, I one think, adept and two apprentices. Yeah, I think that's the. Or, or well, I, th- I think two adepts and one apprentice is a very good build because you get five spells, uh, two of them. So you could take like one uh, adept on formaturgy, one on witch- witchcraft. No, you don't. You have to be on the same path. Uh, no. No. Okay. So you yeah. Just, yeah. So that that is what makes it really good. Yeah. Is that you could because you can have the last, different paths. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You could like if you take the Araman thing, you could like you know you could take. Uh, like Wrath of God and Graves Call, if you want to, Oof. for example, which is quite good. So I'm not sure I understand why it's worded this way. Um, you know, it says under the Holy Triumvirate statement, you know, uh, all of them have either Calesian Pantheon or Cult of Airmen, but you have to choose one of those two things. So why even mention it? And so it means that it like they all have to have the same one. That that's what it means, basically. Oh, now I get you. Yeah, yeah. you can't have so, a, a different one. Yeah, you can imagine that if you could have a different one, it would be really strong because then you would take an adept on each path and be able to take the best spells from each path, which is is probably too good. I get you. Sorry, when I read it, it was like they all have to have either this one or this one. And it's like it's like yeah, sure. You know, they, of course, they are going to have that one or that one. Those are the only two options. Like you didn't give them a third option. So, yeah. why would that be weird? But it means they all have to have one of the those two. So, Alex, one, Alex, you can if you take this, you can cast Wrath of God and get plus two to cast. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna be great. Like 
I think to me the the spell setup that I I'm, I think is the best one currently is that you you take maybe two two adepts either on both on thaumaturgy or one witchcraft one thaumaturgy. And no, you take you take occultism and thaumaturgy and get all the snipes in the world. I mean that's that's really good, but I also think that there is a single unit entry that makes Raven's Wing the like one of the best spells in the game. So getting witchcraft for that is super powerful. Casting Raven's Wing with plus two to cast as well. Just uh, so what you're saying is, my samurai army will be both dark elves <laughs> and bourbon swarm. I mean, if you if you paint enough samurais, then I would say yes, it's allowed. I just need to if paint. You, like, if you put ears on all your samurais. like furry ears on all your samurais and tails, then oh, I'll man. I'll let you use it as vermin swarm. It's like the kink the kink samurai army. <laughs> what the beauty the beauty about playing ninth age is that I can have anything proxy my army. <laughs> there's no rules. There's, there's a line. There's like a line, Alex. There's a line. You can't use this is not. This is not Games Workshop, bro. Yeah, it's like if you <laughs> yeah. if you have enough highborn elf spearmen, they could be rats. It's perfect. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Look, the samurai are short compared to <laughs> the Games Workshop models that most. If they were use, if they so. were Romans, I would let you off. Oh, if, you, if you want to buy a Roman historical army. Uh, I would let you use it as vermin. <laughs> that's that's just that's just trash. You have a bad <laughs> attitude, Henry. I think I think I think it's totally appropriate. Totally appropriate. It's, yeah. to- it's also an empire. <laughs> Another thing to to notice here is that this this unit has uh, callus, and I think that means that they can shoot their magic missiles into combat. Uh, but I'm not entirely sure. You check. I'll go to the next one. Yeah, it says shooting attacks against units. I don't know if magic missiles That's count as shooting not attacks. A shooting attack. Ah, okay. Well, yeah, then they count. So the next one is the Duskblade Assassin. Uh, it's 145 points, which, if we're comparing it to the Dreadoff one, which we are, is a bit cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the stats are a lot lower though. Yeah. It's only agility 8 instead of 9. <laughs> Which is the most important stat. Yeah, that's all you need. Um, it's base attacks 2, but it has paired weapons, so it's one less attack. It's a little bit... I think it's one less defensive and offensive skill. Uh, otherwise... Yeah, Dreadoff only 6. It yeah. has 5, this one. Yeah, I think 6, Dreadoff 1. I might be wrong. Could be 7. But it's it's not that much different. Um, it has multiple wounds two against characters, which is, in my opinion, better than multiple wounds D three. Um, okay. the amount of times that I've gone to kill a fucking Omen of Savar with my assassin, and I've rolled ones. <laughs> <laughs> I can, I can. Uh, that's that's happened multiple occasions now, <laughs> where multiple wounds two would just be better, and it's yeah, also got can... divine attacks. I don't know why. But it has yeah, divine attacks. Good. I'm not sure. I think maybe that was just like a a slip of a a Vermis Swarm player who was doing some layout. I don't know about you, Casimir. If that was you that snuck yeah, that one in, I di- I didn't work on the layouts for this book actually, uh, so you can't blame me. But for the next book, like when you when you see the new, new Highborn Elf book and like everything is shit, then you can blame it on me. Yeah, I look forward to that. I think it's very good. I think what they missed 
I think it should be instead of divine attacks, I think it should be poison attacks. Yeah, I yeah, that's a good shout actually. So that, that I think you need more. to mention how good all the special uh, like the special uh, rule names are. Yeah, we're, we're we're getting there, but I just wanted to yeah. point out that it's very good. Yeah. To start with, so the dark doorway special rule. Uh, wait, wait. So just to start, because it comes with paired weapons, it starts with three attacks that get multiple wounds against character. Yeah, an yeah. offensive six and ignores parry. Yeah. Yeah. Strength strength four AP three is also important to mention. Yeah. Okay. Dark doorway. Yeah. So can't deploy it normally. You instead of uh, doing that, you mark three units are basically your combat guys or your skirmishers. Yep. And like standard heights. Yeah. And at the start of any player turn, you must deploy all of your assassins. And you can have up to three of them in your army. And for each assassin, choose a non-fleeing unit, remove a rank of our model, and deploy the assassin. So this is yeah. It's, it, this it, the rank of final dies as well. It's like it's actually a casualty. Yeah, this is also better than the dread up one because you can put it in a unit that's already in combat. But the dread up mm-hmm. one, you don't have to mark a unit, or no. how does it work? No, you don't. No, you put it mark. anywhere. It just can be so, any any yeah. standard infantry unit, which so is basic, think, basically the same as this. Yeah, because I think in this army you probably will have like a few big blocks, and you're probably not gonna have more than three, so it's not gonna be that hard to decide, you know, yeah. where you're gonna mark stuff. So I think this is also better than the dreadoff rule, but maybe not. And then the next one, and you can also just charge. You can charge out of this one because you do it at the start of your turn. Yeah. So it's also better than the dreadoff one. Then uh, disdain for plebs. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a great it's such a great name I love yeah. it yeah really nice uh, naming on this one so the model cannot be chosen by the opponent as the model that suffers the penalties for refusing a duel so basically if you have to refuse a duel with a character usually you can't attack but in this case the assassin can still attack it doesn't yeah, care assassin doesn't give a shit doesn't give a shit he views all the characters as plebs yeah and then the last one, which is probably the most interesting one, is while the model's unit is in base contact with one or more characters, the model gains plus one attack value for each character, with each other assassin in the unit. So you can kind of team these guys up just to punk characters. I think it yeah, gets a also, bit expensive when you do that. Hen- yeah, but Henry, it's also called Six Semper Tyrannis, which yeah. is also another amazing name. Like so it's, they're it's, so they're they're all there to stab Caesar basically. Yeah, exactly. They're all like like they're you you take these in an army with your fucking ruinous dictator and they're like just go after I don't know this like poor empire dude and he's like no tyrants like no tyrants <laughs> kill him just kill all of them. I think it, I think it's quite cool. Like uh, the more they are, the more like confident they get, or the like more powerful they are. So they're like strengthening numbers yeah. is like a is something that they where that powers them up a bit. I think that's quite right, cool. So you have two attacks. You get paired weapons. That's three attacks. Then you have two other dudes in your unit. So that's five attacks. Yeah. yeah. At multiple wounds on the character. And that's five attacks each. So that's 15 attacks. Yeah. It's it's very 
good, but also very expensive. Yeah. If you, if you get, go for three of them. Yeah, yeah but so five, it's five attacks, and then you get the multiple wounds. So if you, you have a potential of doing, obviously you never roll that high, but you have a potential of doing 30 damage with three guys. Yeah. I think I'd just take one. One is only three attacks, though. I don't know if it's enough. Yeah, you don't get the bonus for having an but extra guy there. Like it's like with the dread, with like with the dread elf one. You're not there to kill big characters. You're there to kill like wizards and and stuff like that and yeah. be a force multiplier. Yeah, I guess so. I guess. But, so. I mean, you you can give him that crazy fucking sword though. No, you no, can't. No, he, he can't, no, no, he can't, can't take anything. Oh, he's got no. Okay. Yeah. So. I, I don't know, like, this guy is, is interesting, but, like, to me, he's not something that I'm gonna, like, he's something that I'm gonna put in my list probably when I've played this book for a while. It's not, like, he doesn't jump out to me as, like, oh, I have to have this, you know? Yeah, but 145 points. If you have yeah, space in your characters, you're gonna put it in. Yeah, I mean, the, the, there's so many other good things that you want to put in there, so I, I don't know, like, I I guess we'll see. Like, I, I don't. I think it's 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 good. Like, it's probably interesting, but I don't know. If, I don't think it's a must take. You know, like you don't have to have it. Yeah. I, and again, divine attacks. Not sure where that came from, but yeah. Like, just put it poison attacks. It's fine. Yeah. But, but I guess the idea is that they wanted to really kill characters. But I I'm not sure what is the fluff reason why this guy has divine attacks. Yeah. I don't know. But what if you max this out with like. A scorch it alchemist. <laughs> it's only yeah, a rank and file who get it. Oh, yeah, true. Oh, no. oh sad. They thought about you that can't one as get well. Guilty 10? Sad. Oh, well. Okay. So, are we uh, going to talk about the different platforms now? Yeah, so we already talked about the Praetorium Palanquin and the Triumphal Platform. So, let's let's just go straight to the Sacred Platform. Yeah, go for it. So this is like the replacement of the uh, Doom Bell and the uh, the what bell? Was it wasn't it called the Doom Bell before? It was called a Doom Bell in Games Workshop days. Seriously? Yeah. Wasn't it called the Doom Bell? In the, what was it called then? Wasn't it called a Doom? I don't know. Maybe I I'm think, wrong. I think that I think I'm, I'm right with the Doom Bell actually, but I don't I don't remember what the other one was called. So okay, <laughs> so probably get me on that one. No uh, worries. Anyway. But, Anyway, yeah, so... Uh, so yeah, gotta, so the old vermin swarm uh, magister may take a doom bell. Uh-huh. Yeah, the other one is what's called a plague pendulum. Uh, but yeah, so, so it's like a, a 60 times 100, so it displaces, what, like 15 dudes? You can have two of these in your army, so you could have one of each, because each, each type is 0 to 1. Uh, it has a 5 plus ages, 7 hit points, uh, resilience 5... Only defensive one, so you're going to hit it really easily, and a 5 plus save. Uh, they come with 8 guys on top with some strength 3 attacks, but they have grave weapons base if you take the, the bell version, uh, so they have strength 5. And then it has impact hits D3. Uh, so the uh, depending on what pantheon you take, you either, if you take the uh, Calician, which is the witchcraft and... Uh, Pomaturgy, uh, that's the Whispering Bell. And the Pestilent Pulpit is if you take the Araman. Araman. Uh, so the Whispering Bell, uh, you get the Speaking in Tongues from Pomaturgy as a bounce spell. Yeah, so is that the one that fucks up people casting spells, right? Or what is that one? Mm, that spell. Not sure. We'll check. 
Yeah. Uh, so anyway, the, the uh, you can put this, this you guy... With at least one model affected by the spell cannot benefit from commanding presence. Yes. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, nah, that's, exactly a bit, so. that's a bit of a sucky one, but... Yeah, so it's it's situational. Like it's it's fine. Like, it's decent to have. We'd rather have pentagram paint. Yeah, definitely. You can put it like in your like non plaguey guys. Basically, you gain one extra channel. Uh, you also get musician, and the like the range of the musician that like disrupts uh, other people marching is raised to eighteen, which is quite nice. And uh, then you also get everybody within twelve gets six plus ages. That's quite good. Which is, yeah, really nice. Especially since this this doesn't cost that much points. Maybe, I don't remember exactly, but it's not too expensive. Yeah. Uh, then the Pestilent Pulpit, it gets Pentagram of Pain as the bomb spell for 4-8. You can put which it is, in your which Plague is Disciples. Very good, because you have yeah, seven hit points. Seven better, yeah. hit points. Which is a lot of hit points. And then you can heal yourself. Yeah, exactly. It's it's really nice. Like it's a spell that you would want to take anyway. Yeah. Whereas the uh, the speaking in tongues, you probably wouldn't take. I would say. And this one is super fucking crazy because every uh, friendly unit within six inches of this guy, uh, he gets points on attacks. Wow. Uh, if you have cult of Araman, but the kicker here is, if you already if you're already an Araman. Then you uh, your poison uh, gets goes from a six plus to a five plus instead, because uh, there's a way to get a six plus they poison. Just, they based. just had to, didn't they? they? Just had to. Yeah, this is it's insane. Like this is is so good. Like you could definitely make an army that's. And then you get that aqu- you get that Aquila on there, so you get the battle focus. And... Yeah, with the poison. It's it's so. I I don't know. Like I, I yeah. <laughs> I think I think this one is is can definitely be probably broken in some lists. Well, let me let me just tell you that in playtesting, the range was twelve inches and the bounce spell what? was breath of corruption. What? Oh my god! Who? Wait, what? Who? Who? <laughs> oh wow! But at least okay. at least now it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they moved in the right direction. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, th- six I think it should is... it should definitely be the unit that's carrying it. It shouldn't be six inches. Yeah. Yeah, because the thing is, if it's the unit that's carrying it, then there's also not that many guys fighting because the war platform displaces a lot. Ah, of yeah, true, right? true. But maybe you want to go wide. Yeah, yeah, but but that I would like that because then that gives you like a reason to go wide. Whereas currently, I would say the way to play this is that you put this in one unit that's really small, and then you have a big unit next to it, and that big unit has the poison attacks. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, very, very, very good. I would say. But uh, I think as well, there's a few things that I would comment on. Is like the Aegis going to five plus makes a big difference, in the in the right yeah. way. And then, yeah, why do you have D three impact hits? Yeah, I mean, this is a theme uh, in that. Like, there's some other units where it's like, why, why is there random impact hits on some random shit? Like, I, I think that impact hits are actually quite bad for the game in general. Like, I don't think we should add more of them. I agree. I also like that the acolytes have great weapons. Uh, so yeah, that depends actually on what uh, which type you have. So if you have the Pestilent Pulpit, they don't have great weapons. They just have Strength free. But if you have the Whispering Bell, they have uh, great weapons. Yeah, but I, I quite like that. Because I think eight, 8 Strength 5 attacks is not bad. 
Yeah, I, and it also it's nice that the bell uh, units that before was like just you put in a wizard bunker, like with eight grave weapon attacks, it actually does put out some damage. Yeah, I would say. So, so yeah. we, that was the character section. Yeah, I I need to get more beer, so uh, beer back. Yes, sir. Let's do it. So the first unit in the core section is the Vermin Velites. Obviously, anyone who's played Rome Turtle War knows exactly what a Velites is. And if you haven't, it's like um, in the Roman, the way that the Roman legions were organized, uh, they employed these like younger guys who would kind of run out in front of the infantry and chuck shit at the enemy. And then uh, retreat back when they got too close. It's like more like a yeah, actually like comes from like the Greek uh, way the Greek phalanxes works, but the Romans kind of adopted it and uh, used it as well. So the velites in this in this case are shooting units. They are not light troops, but they are scoring. Um, they're your standard rap profile, which we're now seeing here, which is advance five, march ten. Discipline 5, 1 hit point, defensive skill 2, resilience 2, no armor, 1 attack, offensive 3, strength 3, AP 0, and agility 4. They come with light armor, and they have two options. One option is throwing weapons, which hit on a 4+. Plus. And the other option, which is by far the better option, is a sling, which hits on a 4+. Plus. It has The sling itself is a special weapon just for the vermin. Um, it's range 18, it has one shot, strength 3, AP 0, and at short range you get plus 1 strength. Yeah, you have to pay 2 points per mole though, so yeah. it gets a little bit more expensive. The unit is base 125 points for 15 models, so that's pretty good for a shooting unit, I think. You can yeah. also have a champion musician, but no uh, eagle banner, whatever it's called. Yeah. So you take the slings, it costs 155. Yeah. Yeah, we take a musician. You're oh, taking there's... a musician as well, so 165. 165, yeah, because I was about to say they're not light troops, so But I think I think, I think this... the price is great and it's a scoring unit. Yeah, definitely. I think this is a lot of times gonna be your bunker. Uh, because you can like put this with a guy with all your characters and then you can give them like magic resistance or something to protect against spells. Just sit behind your lines, and otherwise you can have that kind of pseudo chaff unit scoring with slings running out in front. Mm, I think I see these more on the flank with slings. Uh, let's Maybe. see. Let's see what other other bunkers there can be. Yeah. So next up we have the vermin legionaries, uh, which costs 175 for 25 moles base. 25 to- models. It's a big unit for 175 points. 25. And then you can go up to 60 for 5 points. That's that's the gross part. Yeah, that's this is the unit where you get that item with the 15 grind attacks. This is this that's this unit. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, they have the same stat line as the previous units. Uh, they have, yeah, life is cheap, uh, callous, uh, court coordination, so they can fight in, uh, in more ranks, scoring. Uh, they can have either a shield and a spear, or just a shield. And if you have just a shield to get parry, you have to pay more, which I think is quite interesting. Uh, yeah. So, like, if defensive block costs more. I mean, it makes sense, right? Yeah, and then, then if you take a vermin senator... Uh, you get the without number rule for one point. Uh, so there's only two units with t- which takes the without number, and it's the vermin legionaries and then the slaves as well later. And here we see that if you take a standard bearer, it actually costs 25 points because you get the eagle standard as well, yeah. uh, which makes sense because it's a, a lot fucking better than just a, a normal standard. Yeah. So Alex, you want to take the next ones? Yeah, for sure. Black for yeah. veterans, uh, standard infantry, 20 by 20 mil base, 255 points uh, for 25 models. 25. They go 25 50. Yeah, it's so, it's so cheap. And then you get plus 10 per model. Uh, then it says units with an upgrade marked with SP count towards special instead of core. Yeah. So I'm guessing so that there's you can upgrade them. We'll talk about that later in a second so yeah uh advance five march 10 but this one has discipline six um so it's a bit uh, it's one above the average there uh, yeah okay so one hp uh one attack three defense four offense four offense so two red, red two strength three so it's slightly better offense and slightly better agility and slightly better discipline than the, the regular vermins they come yeah. with a heavy armor and shield um, cohort coordination and halberd. So they have the shield, but they also come with a halberd. Yeah, so they get a four up armor save against ranged and a five up in yeah. combat. Yeah. Right. Okay. And then here we go. So then there's model rules of Rassi formations. The model gains the following rules based on its unit's formation. So if you take close formation known as Testudo. The model gains plus one armor against shooting attacks from shooting models located in the unit's front arc. If you take line formation, phalanx, the model must reroll to wound rolls of a natural one with close combat attacks. Not bad. Pretty good. Uh, yeah. The other optional model rules, blood fur Praetorians. The model gains bodyguard for a vermin senator that is the general and great weapon and loses halberd. Yeah, here is what I was talking about the senator's toga. Like, I think this is where you, where it really shines because if you take this blood for Praetorians, uh, you could have like a unit of fifty dudes that are bodyguards, so basically stubborn, with a guy who doesn't stand in base contact with stuff. Yeah, but they become special then; they're not good yeah. for anymore. Yeah, but it only costs you one per model. So if you have a fifty unit block, it's only costing you fifty points. Yeah, it's but yeah, as you say, Check the fact that they're not core makes a big difference. So I, I, it's probably not going to be seen a lot, but it's it's an interesting option. I would never take the upgrade. No, uh, also because they have a guilty five. Like, why why do you want a grave weapon? Exactly. Like that's, Ex- that's just... exactly exactly. Yeah, I think uh, I, would... I think I think it should be an option to have a great weapon, and then you might see it. Yeah, I. I, so I would say, I would post that this is the with the character, the Scorched Alchemist, which gives you plus two agility and plus two uh, offensive weapon skill. This is the most broken unit in the entire book. Like this unit, 
is is insanely good because if you go on a line formation, you reroll once to wound. You have 50 guys, so you're going to be steadfast, which means that you fight in plus two ranks. You're fighting five ranks in line formation, which is eight times five attacks, so 40 attacks, which are striking at offensive six, a guilty seven, strength four, AP one, rerolling ones to wound. And that's before any any magic uh, like uh, buffs or anything. And if you take uh, the Aquila, you get battle focus. Yeah, Exactly. If you, yeah, yeah, exactly. If you take the banner, oh, it's it is. You can also take a rending banner and get AP two. Like it's it's so good. Like it's just, like I get I get the fact that this Avrasi formation they want to have this really Roman feel because the Romans were great at at like making those little boxes of shields against shooting attacks, and then when they were fighting people, they were bloodthirsty and killed everybody. But yeah, it's just too many rules. Like this, this unit has too much. Quick question. I think as well, it's only like five hundred points. When yeah. do you declare yeah. your your formation change? In the movement and phase. We'll, yeah, movement exactly. Phase. Yeah, just you can reform in the movement. So this, it, you don't need to declare it. It's just where what formation you're in. Yeah. So, so basically, if you if you have less than than eight ranks, you are considered to be close formation. Yeah. And if you have eight ranks or more, you're in line formation. You mean files? Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry, files. Oh, I see. Okay, so it's actually it's 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 based on your actual formation. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's a cool concept, but like together with the court coordination and the score sheet alchemist, this is just this unit just is bonkers. Like it's just crazy. Like you're like I don't know. I don't see any reason why you wouldn't take this. It costs, as you say, I think with a magic banner, like a little bit below six hundred points. And then you also take the uh, the guy, the character, for like 130 or something. And you have this unit that costs like 700 points that is basically just like going to beat everything it faces. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, I think that like something needs to change. Like maybe that character, if that character goes, if, if you can't upgrade like the agility and the offensive skill, this unit becomes a lot more like normal. Yeah, I think, I but, think it's the yeah. character that makes it too good. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it, it's just, this is like where this is the standout unit and it's in core, which is pretty yeah. crazy. And I think the next one is probably the least standout unit in the book. Yeah, so like to finish off the thing, we have the Vermin Slaves, which start at 30 models, so quite a lot, for 135 points. And they can go up to 80 models for 3 points a model, so just insanely cheap. Uh, Discipline 3. Yeah, Discipline 3, insignificant, so you can't join characters. They have uh, Defensive 1 and Offensive 1, and otherwise like a rat. Uh, They can only take a musician. And they can take tunneling tools. So this is where you, I think this is where you might see this unit. And that's for 15 points for the entire unit, you get to add one more tunneling marker to your army. And you can also take without numbers. So this is the second unit in the army that can have this like return to the battlefield mechanic. Right. So you use them as chaff and get an extra tunnel. Yeah. And you I bring, mean, basically, them, yeah. You bring them back in as legion. Yeah, you can. Yeah. I've, so you, I've, yeah, that's how you're gonna play you this. Put a shitload of them in front of, in front of something that's gonna eat them right up, and then you just go. Now I have a fucking legion unit ready to spawn. So it yeah. just, yeah, it basically. just cost me, it just cost me one one thirty five. 
150 to add 30 legion to yeah, my 20, draw pile. 25. So you, you get a 40 points net gain. Yeah, which is it's interesting. I think like as long two... as you roll them on, I guess also, right? Yeah, like and you've also it's, lost it's 135 the... points in in like game points, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's not it's not a given. Like I think this unit is 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 pretty. It's interesting. It's fine. I don't think it's the best way. Like currently, there's two. I would say there's two main ways to build your core, and it's either you take you're gonna take the black for veterans uh, because they're the best thing in the book, and then the question is what do you take beyond that? And you can either take a big unit of vermin legionaries that with all the ranks and shit, or you could take like two units of, of slaves that are gonna come back like that and stand in the way. Of I shit. would take the velites, the shooting guys, with slaves. yeah, like you you can still fit one unit of velites as well to fill out your core. Yeah, but yeah. if these are the if this is the way that you get more tunnels, then. Yeah, exactly. If you if you're gonna play the tunnel uh, like list, you're gonna have at least two of these, I think. I feel like this could all, this list can also play MSU. You can play like multiple units of the veterans. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because the twenty five is still it's still quite a few moles. Yeah, and it's cheap. And there's still a guilty five. Yeah, just two two twenty five with a full command. You yeah. what? How many points is that? That's three hundred points. Uh, yeah, exactly, 300. And then just chuck a character in there? Yeah, it's, it's fine. Like, yeah, it's, it, there's a lot of like different ways to play it. I think like the, the thing that detracts is just that... Saving shooting. Yeah. Like, the thing that detracts is the fact that that Scorched Alchemist just makes the unit of 50 uh, like just like too good not to take, basically. Yeah, I agree. So just like if you just remove him or change his effects or whatever, I think it will be everything will be a lot nicer. Yeah. But yeah, let's let's move into special. So Shadow First Stalkers. 130 points for 10 models. So I think you're seeing common theme here that the unit sizes are quite big. So I hope you've yep. got your wallets out. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's the standard rat stat line. Uh, they're skirmish, they're hard target, they're light troops, and they're Sicarians, Sicarian smugglers. So, uh, the unit may start the game in tunnel reserve, and you may reroll your ambushes, ambush rolls yep. for the tunnel reserve. And you can choose throwing weapons, and which were free, or you can choose pistols for three points per model. They actually only have poison attacks in close combat now, which is a good change. Yeah, it's a big change. I remember these guys oh, yeah. just taking off dragons. And yeah, it's having nice, nightmares it's about that. Because, because they, they don't count to your shooting cap. So I, I think the pistols are quite interesting because that's still quite good. It's not as good as the poison, of course, but like you could take like units of 10 of these with pistols and they don't count to your shooting. You can take units of 20 of these with pistols. Yeah, but that's so much sports space because they're <laughs> skirmishers. <laughs> well, but yeah. like a hundred sixty points is like a chaff unit with pistols. It's pretty uh, good. Yeah, it's 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 fine. Like it's yeah. a good unit. I think, and you you have them tunnel reserve. You come up from wherever, shoot some war machines, all that jazz. Yeah, exactly. Or some knights or whatever, yeah. or like just stand in front of some shit. So next, we have the most. Probably one of the more controversial units in the new book. Yeah. 
because this this is the rolling together of both the uh, previous whatever they were called Plague Disciples and, and the Brotherhood. Uh, Brotherhood, yeah. So now they're just called Plague Disciples, and they come in units of twenty to forty moles for two fifteen to start and uh, nine points per mole. Cool to Man. Yeah, they're all airman guys. Uh, they have Ooh. two attacks base, and otherwise the the same as the rat stat line, but with lower agility, so only agility free. But uh, res, the res three. Oh yeah, they have res three. Okay, and, so they, they are still tough. And two attacks. Yeah, so they're quite they're quite actually quite a lot better. But they're also in special instead of core. Yeah. Uh, from before, they have bodyguard for the sacred platform. So if you take the the plague thingy, then uh, then you're gonna get stubborn. And then there, uh, there's like a special rule is called fear no evil, and that means that if they're in the same unit as a swarm priest, they gain fearless. Uh, so they're no longer can you have like a scoring unit on a flank that doesn't flee. You have to put a character in it in order to get that to happen. Yeah, which I like. And uh, no, yeah, notably they don't get the eagle standard uh, for the standard bearer, which is also important because it, they're not going to help you. They're just going to kill shit. They're not going to help your uh, your leadership. Uh, and uh, then they get the grave weapon for free. So here we see that they they could have like replace the uh, the models you had for play disciples. And then if you pay one point per mole, they get paired weapons with poison attacks. So three attacks with poison on the five plus. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Then that's uh, that's pretty insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. <laughs> It's it's very good. I think notably because it comes from special, you still have to make some kind of choices because you need one unit to put the 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 war platform in, uh, just like you know, and then you need a second unit to do the damage. I think. Yeah. Uh, so it's still like it's still gonna take up a chunk of your points if you want to do this. But I think I think we're gonna see two block armies with one block of these, with either maybe with great weapons, probably more likely with poison attacks. Poison attacks, yeah, and then uh, they're the block of the veterans. Yeah, exactly. I think currently that's the like the problem is that those two are just like because the f poison five plus and the character that gives the veterans just the extra guilty and shit. Like those two combination is just gonna beat shit. Like, yeah, it's just it's just too good basically. And then the next unit, which I think is my favorite unit in the book. Okay. Just okay. from like a fun times point of view, uh, is the giant rats. So it's twenty twenty uh, beast. So swift stride, uh, advance seven, march fourteen. But otherwise, their rat stat line with agility five, and they have devastating charge plus one attack. Ah, and they're okay. insignificant. Also. And they are insignificant. Yeah, because they're animals, right? Like they're yeah. just. Yeah. So when I see when I read through that, I I kind of just glanced over this part of the book, uh, and I was like, "Giant rats, okay." And I didn't even pay attention to the fact that they're uh, base size twenty by twenty. Yeah. So they're they are like giant, giant rats, rats, like they're yeah. just bigger than a they're like a dog sized rat. Yeah. And then you have the upgrade, which which is the thing I think is like the coolest thing. So it can be dire rats. So then they go to the bigger bases. They get one extra strength, one extra AP, one extra resilience. And it loses insignificant. I think this is just really cool because it's... There used to be these old uh, forge world models, which were like wolf rats. Yeah. 
And I think it's really nice that the, the lab team found a way to include those models into the book. And I think it's also yeah. quite cool because if you have the the fetish flesh master guy, he's bringing it bringing along his like wolf pack. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, they're actually quite nice. good, like two attacks each on the charge, strength four, AP two. It's quite nice. Yeah, it's 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 not bad, especially for like killing other chaff units and then overrunning into your opponent's yeah. stuff. You can also have thirty of them. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a lot though. Don't that's know, take a don't lot know if it's good. Oh, sorry, no. You can only have you can only have fifteen of the diorats. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, okay. this is. I mean, this is like the one chaff unit, like the really dedicated chaff unit in the army. I think it's yeah. eighty points for only ten, and they're fast. They're seven fourteen, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, like quite good. Yeah, like those. So the fetus. The Fethis, Fethis. Uh, the Fethis uh, Brutes. Brutes. This sounds like something you might find in a sex club. Yeah, exactly. Some kind of dominatrix so thing big, going on. Big base, big base rats. Yeah. Gigantic rats with fighting extra rank. Yeah, so they're they're like the uh, like ogre sized rats. Uh, you can have you get six in a unit for a free ten, uh, and you can have one extra for forty five up to fifteen moles. Only and two attacks. Be, yeah, you can only have thirty max in an army, and they have like free HP, uh, resilience five, uh, notably, and strength five, but they only have two attacks. Hmm. And they're offense they two, yo. I think these yeah. guys fucking suck. Yeah, yeah they stink. These I are like. Yeah. basically really suck. tall zombies so like the what i've heard about this unit is that the the reason to play these is because you can put like an insane amount of resilience five wounds or hit points on the table which i don't know sounds like a pre like the you know negative play style it's not very yeah. interesting i think so they would yeah, be better I, if they were res four and three or four attacks yeah, I agree. Like, I, I don't, I don't think this is very interesting. Like, it's a meat wall, and I don't think it's going to be very fun to play you, with. You have against. other, you have other units that are better meat walls. I think. Yeah, I mean, it's also like yeah. three ten for six. I think, I think what you you might see is just like somebody saying, "I'm going to have two units of fifteen, and they're going to be rest five, and you're just going to like, you know." I, I think I think more likely what you're going to see is there's going to be some people who say, okay, I'm going to have five units of six. Yeah, okay, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, 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 I think this one could definitely stand with uh, stand some more thoughts. Like it could be a little bit more interesting. Yeah, but what is it, what what's the bonus of that? It's just that they they're blockers. Basically. Yeah, they just yeah. they're just tough, right? Like strength, Resilius five can be pretty tough for a lot of armies to go through. Yeah. So they're not going to really take anything off the table, but they are going to just fucking stand there. Yeah, exactly. Which is who? I don't like. You don't want to stand there. You want to kill shit. Like fucking. Yeah, fair enough. So then, then we come to their bigger cousins, which are called the Mermillo Brutes, and these guys come in units of four to six, uh, starting at 30, 300 points with uh, sixty points per mole. You can have three units in an army. They're on a bigger big base size, so they're on a fifty times fifty. We're just um, just these guys, just base, right? You, yeah, you're really gonna good. you're gonna have a halberd and shield. Just compare it to the unit above. Are they actually cheaper? Yeah, yeah, yeah they're, they're, like... they're cheaper, and they have 
actually the same amount of attacks, uh, higher offensive skill. They have better save, better defensive skill, better discipline, same agility, the better strength. Like I don't see why you would take the unit above when you can take these. Yeah, they. I mean, they have fewer hit points. That's like the only trade-off I think. Yeah, but you have armor and better defense. What's quick to fire? Uh, it means that if you move, you don't take penalty for moving when you shoot. Okay. Which which comes into the fact that these guys can take shooting weapons, and this is where it gets really good. So you can take a halberd and a shield for free, which just means that you're going to fight for a halberd. But you can take a gisail, which we talked about before, for 10 points per mole with a shield, which makes means that you have parry as well as this like really good shooting weapon for stand and shoot and stuff. Or you could take deep fire throwers uh, for 15 per mole, uh, rotary guns for 20, and canister launchers for 25. And then these can also carry an eagle standard, which makes it just really, really, really good. Because you can have a like a unit of four or six of these on a flank, and it can just hold up the entire flank, and it can shoot, and it can fight. This unit is just playing better than the one above. Yeah. In every no, in every single way. It's even cheaper. Yeah, I definitely, I really like it. I think the the only reason you might not take uh, this is because it's uh, like if you want to take the shooting weapons, it's gonna take uh, or count to your shooting cap, and you're gonna like pay a lot of points for combat, which you could otherwise take in shooting. Like that's the that's the downside, I would say, of, of taking this unit. You just take Giselles and a shield. Yeah, it's great. Like it's awesome. It's really good, but like you know, it, you're still like paying quite a lot for not a lot of shots, is what well, I'm saying. Forty points for four shots that can do multiple wounds too, and you don't even care about doing the the overcharge thing because you res five. No, no. Well, what I meant is that like you, you know, if you didn't take this, if you took another shooting unit, you could get more shots for the shooting points, is what I'm. Yeah, trying sure, to say. but I, I, I mean. I don't know how much you're going to max it. Yeah, probably you're going to max out, aren't you? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think so. I think I really, I think like, this, really... I really like this unit. I think it's really strong. You, you yeah, can also too. play them too wide because they get the full attacks. Yeah, I think for me, where I'm seeing this is like a unit of four with an eagle standard to help like spread your discipline a little bit and yeah. then shooting weapons. So yeah. you take like... Like, like, you know, you take whatever shooting weapon you don't have on your uh, weapon teams on this. And, I think, uh, I think yeah, it's it very expensive if you're taking anything apart from a Giselle. Yeah, maybe. I mean, the deep fire thrower is not that much more. And, uh, like, that's quite good as well. But, yeah. Yeah. I think the canister yeah, one is think... probably the best one with these. I think, but... yeah. But I, I also think the the Gisail is really good because you get the shield, and then you're gonna be four plus parry in in combat with Resilience Five. Which yeah, is also ex- really great. exactly. The shield kind of pushes it, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and it's only ten points from all as well. Yeah. Cool. So next one. Yeah. So the, here here comes the way you're gonna get into ton, tunnel reserves, and this is the Legionary Drill Team. So it costs a hundred points. And you get two in your army, and it's on a forty by forty base size. Uh, so this one has Born into Battle, uh, which means it has to deploy in either Vermin Legionaries or uh, the Velites, so the Slingers. Uh, it has a rule called uh, Back to the Barrels, which mo- means that at the end of your own movement phase, you can choose to remove the unit from the battlefield and put it back into Tunnel Reserves. 
but this can only be do be done if it's not engaged or uh, and it has less than fifty hit points in total uh, in the unit. And in combat, this guy has like four hit points. Uh, his resilience free, armor free. He has strength six with D three grand attacks. So he does like a little bit of damage, but not so much. But like if you if you remember that there used to be one called a meat grinder, and that did two D six attacks, and this was D three, yeah. and that shows you the power level that it used to be at. Yeah, but like. I think if you take this, you're not taking it for the tax. You're taking it to take that bell of the deeps yeah, on, on like some units. 100%. So yeah, this is the the only way you can get like a scoring unit. The, or a unit the old one also used to be two plus armor save. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but this sorry, one is sorry also I was just I was just moaning hundreds. about the previous book. <laughs> But yeah, this one is only a hundred points though, so it's 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 like this is really like if you're gonna play the tunneling army, you're gonna take two of these, I think, and put it in it in your core units. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, th this is really really interesting. I think there's a lot of like really high level play that can come from this and the tunnel mechanic in general, just because you can, you know, like you can it's have makes your army massively. <laughs> Exactly, you can have like big units, like ranked units that just disappear uh, when, like you know, it, when you want to. You can like bait your opponent and then just remove your units and do something else, and and that's quite cool. I think I think it just keeps yeah. your opponent off balance in the same way as the in the same way as the the teleporting one does in the Warriors of the Dark Gods, but this yeah, is exactly. just like at a discount compared to that. Yeah, definitely. Well, also, I mean, you you don't have to use a gate to disappear. Yeah, you, you can disappear you from can, any point. So you can set up, you know, in like a sort of an even formation, and then they sort of, you know, you can drop and go first or whatever, set up even formation. They can set up to try to counter, and then you basically can redirect these guys in turn one and have them reappear in turn two, yeah. like on the far side of the map and be overloading all of a sudden. And then they're just like, what? Yeah, I think yeah, it's gonna be very have, interesting to play against. Yeah, I if you have it's... multiple holes, multiple holes to jump out of too, then they're like, then they you multiple know, holes you put, to go you in. Them in the, multiple holes. You put them in the <laughs> you put them in the middle, and you put your, a hole. you put your holes on the flanks, right? <laughs> they they dig the way in, and then like you can just overload on the left or the right flank. Yeah, <laughs> I like overloading holes. <laughs> Over here. Okay, here we go. Casimir likes pushing yes. his rat in the hole. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why I call my penis the rats. <laughs> Is it because it's furry and sharp? <laughs> no, I actually, uh, like, I actually shave. <laughs> oh, oh, bad image. Oh, I think this is like a, it's a super cool unit. I, I think, though, that you might... Only like I think the only time I would feel comfortable with really using this on like a really big unit is if I have the Bell of the Deep on the same unit, because otherwise there's always a risk that you go down and then you don't come back up because you still need to roll a three plus. And I, yeah. it's fine if you use it in turn one, but if you wait a little bit, it might you know it might be less uh, likely. Yeah. But yeah, like this this on a unit of sixty or like not sixty but like fifty. Uh, like rat dudes with the bell of the deep is is a quite cool combo. Yeah, it's fun as well. Yeah, definitely. Cool. So tunnel gunners. Now here is the broken shit. Here we go. Wow. 
So well, uh, it's I think less it's less fun- broken than it used to be. Let's say. Yeah, exactly. Funnily enough, the first unit we're g- is is actually the least broken one. I think. Yeah. So uh, Ignifier Grenadiers. So we got a little bit better than normal stat line for rat. I don't know why, but it is. Yeah, that's also a bit weird. So you've got plus one discipline, plus one resilience, plus one offensive skill. Okay, sure. Um, yeah. Maybe it's a background thing. I don't know why they resi- have high resilience, though. But yeah, anyway. Maybe it's like the elites or some shit. I think it's because they're already flammable. Mm, I don't know. But they also have heavy yeah. armor, but maybe that's just a model thing. Yeah, they used to. They always used to have heavy armor. So, but they didn't used to have better resilience and stuff. Yeah, so I think there's some uh, some foul play there, but nevertheless, they're hard targets, skirmisher, light troops. So they have the deep fire grenades. This is a shooting weapon with eight inch range, accurate, which is normal. It's also quick to fire. Yeah, so it doesn't take penalties, basically. No penalties for long range or moving. It, but it does hit only on a five plus, which is understandable when you're shrimp six and ap2 with two shots each two shots <laughs> why is it two shots yeah and volley fire as well a volley fire kind of makes sense right but yeah but i mean so I agree, why like, two shots why yeah like why isn't it uh, hitting on a four plus or something with one shots like yeah because this unit is suddenly it has you get eight moles and up to 15 and like, I don't think it's the, the best uh, unit to take, but it has so much potential. Like, if you put this in the midfield between the armies, like you just march it up and you have eight dudes and you throw your gu- you throw your you know uh, spears or like grenades or whatever on something, and then you say, well, charge me and like either I stand and shoot and you have the risk of of taking even more strength six hits, or I flee and then you're suddenly like in the middle of nowhere. But, you know, like, I kind of view this as uh, basically the same as the Dread Elf Skirmisher unit, where you can put this, like, in the middle of the battlefield, because your opponent has but, to but deal Kasimir, with it. But, this is strength six. Yeah. AP two. <laughs> but what, what I mean is that, like, I, I didn't mean it, it's the same power, per se. I meant, like, it's the same type of unit, where... Like you can you can move it into the middle of the battlefield because your opponent has to deal with it. Like, but if he deals with it, you're gonna charge him. You know. Yeah, I think it's really strong. Uh, very cheap for what it does. Eight models for 165 points. So that's 16 shots. A shrimp six AP two for 165 yeah. points. Pretty good. It's an insane variance. Like if all those hits, then you're just like destroying a unit. Yeah. How many does it need to kill a dragon? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not gonna work it out. Yeah, let's not. It's just going to be depressing. Uh, so, next one. Experimental Weapon Team. So, this is kind of the unit which is maybe the most iconic in the book, at least yeah, probably in terms it's... of like new rules and new power. So, it's a three to six model unit now, where before they used to be just single model units, which yeah. I like. I think that's good. Uh, how many points? 140 yeah. base. Yeah. It's very, it's very cheap, very, very cheap. Like, the I, I is free. 
Yeah. What? Yeah, I don't see why you don't take like three unit, at least three units of of three of these in in your army. Like it's so good. This is my like definitely my favorite unit, especially for this price. Point. Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I definitely take all of them. Yeah. Yeah. So have, I, I would take I take three times three deserves. Yeah, they have three hit points each, so that's more hit points than before. Giselle's only had two uh, previously. Yeah. Otherwise, they're just like a rat. Uh, they have quick to fire, so when they move, they don't take penalties. Yeah, aside from the Giselles, which do. Yeah. So you can either get Giselles for free, and you get a shield as well. Uh, you can get a canister launcher, which was the catapult for fifth, or all the other ones for fifteen, which is deep fire thrower, rotary gun, and canister launcher. I think I think I'm probably taking two times three Giselles and one times three canister launcher. Yeah, I think for me, like the the first list that I made, uh, I went with uh, like one canister, like one of each, except for the Giselles, and I took four Giselles on the Marmillo brutes, so I had like everything. You know, like you, you have yeah. like a toolbox. Like you could deal with any any opponent with all of these, basically. Yeah, but you don't go like one deep fire thrower to just like obliterate a large block unit. Do I think you yeah, need that's what, to? That's what I feel like as well. Like you, you want the deep fire throwers because if you face, you know, Empire, another Vermin Swarm player, whatever the fuck it is, you're just gonna destroy it. Yeah. You know? Every, yeah, this, everyone's this is... just leaving the bar now because it's like the first night and it's just hit 12 o'clock and I can just hear everyone shouting and screaming outside. <laughs> oh, was it the first night that the new... Yeah, new restrictions. New restrictions have changed. Okay, so moving on. The Doomspark yeah. devices... Here we go. This is the this is the Raven Wing the, the thing in the, uh, in the army book. So... It, this is the replacement for the Dreadmill that was before. So I think uh, this is an, an another unit. And you can have uh, one to three moles in one unit. You can have maximum three moles per army. So you could either take three, mole, three units of one or one unit of three. Spoilers, the one unit of three is a lot better. Uh, it costs 160 points per uh, for a base mole and I have 150 for each more. It has also, uh, only also four hit points. <laughs> Yeah, only four hit points uh, now. Uh, resilience five, armor three. Uh, you get three engineers with like strength three attacks or some shit on it. And then the chassis of the uh, of the device have D six uh, grind attacks with lightning oh, no. attacks and agility D six. So there's a lot of random bullshit here. Uh, so they have chain lightning. Uh, what that means is that their grinding attacks are, are lightning attacks. Um, then they have Darkstone Generator, and this is where the money comes in. So this guy hits every unit within six if you sh choose to shoot it. And each unit takes D6 hits with lightning attacks, so strength D6. It has reload, so it can't uh, stand shoot, and uh, it mishaps on the number of shots. And if you trial and terror it, it gets plus one strength and plus one AP. Um, nom, so, nom, nom, nom. Yeah, that would be AP3, D6 plus 1 strength, D6 hits. So potentially strength 7. Yeah, so now imagine you take 3 of these, it costs like a 450 points or something, and uh, you so everybody within 3 inches of like a 3 chariot footprint, or every, 6 inches of 3 chariots, gets uh, 3 D6, D6 plus 1 strength, AP3 hits. 
and now you raven swing that in the middle of your opponent's army. This is insane. This in is why you're fucking insane. Yeah, you're always gonna take the witchcraft uh, adept or or apprentice because this like every turn you go to your opponent, you're like, I'm gonna cast Ravenswing and you're gonna have to stop it. But then I'm also gonna cast Wrath of God and you're gonna have to stop it. So you're just gonna have to choose. Like, how do you want to die? You know, which which Wrath of God do you want to die to? Yeah, exactly. It's just it's insane. It's so good. So oh do, how many how many uh, models do you have for the, this category? I only have two, actually, so <laughs> so not not quite enough. I I I don't know if I want to get the third one because I I'm not sure this is gonna stay. I feel like this is is too good. <laughs> we'll like, see. Like to to me, my opinion on this is that if this was single model units, like say you could only take one in a unit and you could have two, you know, two units, you could have two of them, and they had the exact same rules, they would have been fine. Because if I Raven swing one of these into your backfield and then you take D6 hits, it's okay. Like it's 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 bad, but it's not insane. Three D6. Like yeah, like the problem is that you can take three of them in one unit and then they suddenly become really overpowered. You can also basically. do it turn one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like uh, move turn, like Raven swing twelve, yeah. everything within everything in the army, three D6 hits, take it all. Yeah. Like you just you you should not be allowed to take these in in units. You should just if you could take just one model of them, they would be fine. A really interesting and fun rule, but like with three models in a unit, it's just insane. Yeah. So um, um, um. I'm I'm surprised we're not hearing more sass from you, Alex. I think this one this one is like a warrior killer. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the thing is that it's an everything killer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Put that in, put that in, drop that into your MSU army. You're fucked. Oh yeah, yeah. Like you have to be super spread out. Like, yeah, it's insane. It's, I mean, three d six on everything that's around it in a in a six inch radius, so twelve inch circle. Yeah, even more because you have to remember the footprint of the unit is like 150 times 100 millimeters. So it's it's like a big unit as well. Mm. So it's a it's a it's a, it's an oval, not a circle. Yeah, exactly. Like not from the center of the thing. Yeah, it's from okay. the edge. Oh, so it is bigger. That's gross. Yeah, All right. it's it's so just the next one. Good. Yeah, the artillery. So. This was something that was very strong before with the toxic uh -huh. catapult. And also the cannon was fairly strong as well. Um, so it's a war machine, which is there's four with four hit points, no armor. At least the crew no longer kill everything that come into them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now they're just shitty rats. Where be before it was like 15 attacks and now it's only three. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they had like fucking paired weapons and everything. And hatred and battle focus and poison attacks or whatever else. What? Um, then you have two choices. You have the the Scorch It, Scorch It, Ordnance, <laughs> or the Racketchit Mouse Cannon. Come on. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it, it, somebody mouse. needs to be sacked. Yeah, <laughs> it's like shooting mice, like a giant. It's like yeah. shooting shooting a mouse at like like uh, using um, a particle accelerator or something like. 
clean out really fast. So you get up to two per army of either of those things, but four total. Yeah, so yeah, you can so have two you of can each. Take four. Of, yeah, which is I I don't know about that. It's like 190, 190 points. It's expensive. Super army. Yeah. I don't know. A big artillery with what's the range on this fucker? So you got your, the cannon. 48 inches yeah, on, the cannon the, version, on the mouse cannon. The cannon version on the. I'm not, I refuse to say that name. Is <laughs> <laughs> uh, 48 inches, one shot at shrimp seven, AP four, um, area attack one by five, and the four guys behind are getting shrimp five, AP two. It's multiple. So that's D3. And it's got that's, if you're in the middle of the table, that's anywhere on the table that cannon will hit anything yeah. on the table. And then yeah. the the trial and terror upgrade is reducing the range to 24 inches. You gain okay. accurate <laughs> and multiple wounds D6. And then you get the mishap on a one and a two, which I think is quite fluffy and quite good. But yeah, I I don't know about the multiple wounds D six. I don't like the fact that this thing can just kill a cat, kill a dragon or a monster in one hit. Like, yeah, it. I think it should be D three plus one or something instead. I agree. Yeah, and then uh, yeah. the the ordnance version is again the pie plate catapult four by four, uh, range twelve to forty eight. One shot, shrink four, AP zero, flaming attacks. And the trial and terror is up to 30 inch range. And you get six by six, which is bonkers. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So I think what changed really is that they went from toxic attacks to flaming attacks. So this is shooting some kind of flaming barrage, basically, instead of toxic. And it so goes up to get... six by six. Yeah, it's, it's going to obliterate infantry, but not armor, basically. Shrink four. I mean, so you have a 25 block that's five wide, five deep, and this wipes it. Yeah, yeah well, it's, it's half half of it's gone, right? Yeah, and I think most notably about this entry is the fact that it has mishap on the misfire, which, as we talked about before, means that you don't misfire this normally. You just take, like, stupid strength two hits. Yeah. So that needs to change. That so needs it's to change. only wounding on a six. Yeah. Like it needs it needs to have a normal misfire, and I think it needs to go down from multiple ones d six, and maybe it needs to go down from six by six to five times five. I I agree. Because going from four by four to six by six, I mean that's going from sixteen to thirty six. That's giving you twenty more hits. Yeah, it's more. Yeah, more than double again. More than double. It's, yeah, just, it's insane. And and, and you're, it's not, also you're not even going to die from the inches. from the. From the misfire. Yeah. And it's also the misfire, like the misfire in that case is still only in a one. So who gives a shit, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. and it's also the fact that it's 30 inches. So you're still like, at least the, the cannon with 24 is, is like, it's easier to stay out of 24 than it is to stay out of 30. Like 30 is a significantly larger area. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I mean, if it was 24 inches, maybe be a bit more fair. Yeah, but I think so. If in the guidelines they said basically that the vermin artillery or or shooting should be like risk and reward, but they shouldn't like 
they shouldn't compensate for the risk by having more power. They should be compensated for having like more shots, basically, like more, just more of it. And I think here there's just more power, which seems not to fit that guideline into me. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's 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 pretty cheap. It's still like 190 points, and it's just oh. like oh, you get like an insane catapult. So would you would you rather this or a bolt pro, <laughs> like an elf bolt pro, like? Yeah, I would definitely have this. Like, no yeah. problem. Like, I, I, I wouldn't take this anyway because I don't like playing with war machines. But, but yeah, like this is definitely better. I mean, why not take two and just yeah. lob, lob from the back? I mean, the range is twelve to thirty. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, and it's also large, so you can see over stuff, which is not normal for a cannon. And you just make sure that they're. You place the two of them 13 inches apart so that they're in range of each other. and Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then I mean, the fact that you D6 wounds also at 24 inches, you just like... D6 wounds is just a terrible, terrible mechanic. Like, it's not fun at all because, you know, either you roll a one and then you go like, oh, that's disappointing. Or you roll a six and your opponent goes like, oh, that sucks. Like, it's everybody's sad no matter what happens, basically. Yeah. So, bread and games, which is quite a cool yeah. name for a category. Yeah, I yeah, definitely really like that category name. Um, so, we have the Stygian Earthbreaker, which is a new unit. Um, it's basically the mole from Thunderbirds, showing my age here. <laughs> but for those people who are probably the same age as me, which is, let's say, let's face it, like 90% of the people listening to this probably know exactly what I'm talking about. If you don't, check out Mole from Thunderbirds in Google, you'll, and then you'll see. So it's uh, a large construct, 50 by 100. You can take two in your army, 290 points. It's got a special rule called Earthbreaker Drill. Now, this means that we, it, can, it, it can perform its grind attacks only against units engaged in the front-facing and it also gains plus three armor in everything in the front arc, so shooting and combat. So that means it's got a one-up save. Uh, yeah, yeah. From front arc, from the, from it's, front. it's like a steam tank. So basically, it's like a big, fat, massive drill, which yeah. like does. So one-up save means unless you have armor piercing, you're not doing anything to it. Yeah, exactly. yeah, basically. So yeah, it's like a big, fat drill that comes out the ground and drives around grinding people. So it's yeah. advanced six, March six, so kind of chariot-like. Yeah, um, it's like pretty slow, pretty slow. Yeah. Uh, but it's got five hit points, defensive one, because it's a massive fucking machine, uh, res five, <laughs> armor three, base, and it's strength six, AP four, and agility two. And it's got devastating charge fear, it's got 2d3 grind attacks or 2d3 impact hits. It's also stubborn yeah. on discipline six. And then it can, then it has underground arrival. So it can, it adds a tunnel marker and it can choose to be in reserve and then it can come up from a tunnel marker. Yeah. But notably, it can also go back underground. So yeah. you can like go, go back into the tunnels uh, later in the game as well. Yeah. I think this is like a really cool unit. Really interesting, yeah. and I actually I quite like it for two hundred ninety points. 
this is a great is a great addition. And I think if you're gonna play a tunnel army, you're gonna take at least one, maybe two of these uh, to uh, to augment that with all with the extra markers, and then like coming up as a chariot on the flank or something is is really nice. Yeah, I'm quite excited to see what models people come up with this. I hope they don't just use the old dreadmills. Yeah, I think for me this is the. I think this is really one of the few things in the army where I'm like, I'm definitely gonna buy something. Like I know there's a few pretty cool like drill models that I've seen uh, that people use for other things that I like that I'm gonna check out to see. Go to like a, a hobby place and buy like a Thunderbirds mole kit. You can get yeah, them. exactly, exactly. So the no, next I, unit. Yeah, so this okay, so this one I want to talk about, like, because this is the to me this is like the most bullshit thing in the book, and I I like <laughs> like there's a, this book is really weird to me because I I really like it overall, and there's a lot of things I love like the Earthbreaker and a lot of things we talked about before, but then there's some key things that I'm like, why did you put this in? And I like I just don't like it at all. And these this is one of those units. So this is called the uh, Dreadmill Chariots, and it has like a fifty times seventy five uh, base size. You can have so, two units. So for me, this is the weirdest. Point. If it was a fifty by a hundred, I could understand it because it's modeled yeah. for it. But yes. yeah, it's like why? Why? So this this is like oh, uh, we put in a new unit for you to make some new moles, but also it's like super broken. I'm like okay. Anyway, so it has like you can have one to three moles in a unit, and it costs one hundred twenty five base and one hundred five for each extra mole. Uh, so this is a chariot, and it has uh, advanced five and movement five. Uh, discipline six, three hit points. Uh, resilience four, uh, four plus save. It has flammable because it's packed with his explosives. Uh, the driver has just one attack of strength three, uh, and then the chassis has uh, one grind attack or d6 plus one uh, impact hits at strength five. Uh, so how this mole works? Why does basically, it have one grind attack? I don't know. Just because it's supposed to do something, but not that much. When after it charges, word mill is in it. Yeah, I guess. Uh, so then how this works is that when you either march or charge, you basically roll a d6 and add that to the number. So if you're marching, you add a d6 to your march rate. So you can march up to 11 if you roll high. Well, no, because you're only march. Oh, yeah, 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 sorry. Yeah, exactly. So you don't know how far you can move every turn, basically, because it's random. And it's like, oh, it's wacky. And then if you charge, uh, after you declare uh, a charge, you add like a d6 to the roll. So it's not maximized or anything. You just add a flat d6. So you have like a short charge range, but in that charge range, you have a very high likelihood to succeed on your charge. I just, I just don't, uh, I don't understand what they're trying to achieve with this. No, me neither. me neither. I think this is like one of those units which I just wish, like the problem is that it's it's released now, so I don't think it's going to go away, but I wish they would just delete this, like the just remove it. And then the, the, uh, the, that also when they die, like they do D6 strength 4 AP0 uh, hits to the units within 6, including their own units, so it's like they explode or something. I feel like this is like a background creation that made it into the army book. Yeah, but it's uh, to me okay. So I I think this exploding part is like the one part, the, the only part of this that I like because it's like oh okay, it's it's packed with like flammable shit explodes. That's cool, but then the fact that it's like a, just another chariot unit which just impact hits. Which again, there's too many impact hits in the game. So it's, it's a like D6 plus one impact hit. It's like quite a lot. Yeah, in a in a unit of three, you're always gonna take three. They're really good. They're they very have cheap. Like a, 
super high chance of completing the charge if they can charge because they have the old like cosmology plus d6 to charge uh, it's it's just like this is just a, a very very good unit because it it uses some of the best rules that there are in knife age which is impact it's and, and you have the yeah. you have this possibility with three models that you charge in you do your impact hits your grind attacks you die one model dies then it blows yeah. up it smashes whatever's around it including the other chariots which maybe also blow up and also smash it exactly or are going to blow up next turn because they're still engaged in combat or whatever yeah. and then you just have like a cascading sort of mega explosion just to, like basically a it's like a, a suicide van yeah that's exactly and what it is and it's only 335 points yeah and it's just really really good and there's no reason not to take it just 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 drive it right in there full speed because what <laughs> right like, up, what, right up in the hole just right up the middle <laughs> get, get your rat in the hole yeah i mean you put it right at the front of the line you drop and go first you put it right at the front of the line you blitz right up at the beginning right at them and you try to take as many with you as you can. Yeah, I to to me this is a it's a very good unit, and I like I don't like it because like kind of because it is so good. Like it seems like a unit that without having seen the the fluff, it feels a little bit like oh let me write you some fluff to make a very good unit instead of a unit that's like uh this like you know designed from the fluff. If you see what I mean. Yeah. I'm, I'm think... like, oh, you know, these guys are really good engineers. So uh, they they built this like very good chariot that that is also an engineer thing. So it explodes, so it does even more impact. It's. I think well, I think it's fair. more. I think it's more the other way around. Actually, I think I reckon I don't know the background that well for these guys, but I would imagine it's somewhere something written into the background that they do these chariot races or something where they yeah. put fireworks in and they drive around and everyone explodes. Yeah, I mean, like it has a bit of a Roman feel with the with the hippodrome and yeah. the and the chariot stuff, I guess. But I I just I feel like the game doesn't need more chariots. That, that's agree. kind of what I feel like. Especially uh, so, in an so army that already has units of chariots. Yeah. So to me, this is just kind of it's a bit of a like disappointing new entry in that sense. Like it it like not from a power perspective, but just from like a. Like uh, I, I'm not excited to build these. Like I know they're going to be very good, but I, I just don't like. I don't feel like doing it. Hmm. Okay. Well, the last entry in the book is the Arena Beast. You want to go for Alex? Yeah, for sure. This one is right up my fucking alley. <laughs> so the Arena Beast is gigantic beast type with a fifty by hundred mil base. It's a single model. You can have up to three of them in the army, and they cost 300 points per. Advanced 6, March 12, Discipline 6. Pretty big for a For a rat beast. Uh, Hit points, 6. I'm going to get to the attacks at the end, because I think that's the craziest part. Um, So defense and offense are 3, res 5, strength 7. Armor 2, AP 3, agility 3. It comes harnessed. Um, 
it's callous and fearless. It has a fortitude plus five save, and it's driven or you know driven by a pitmaster, which also has two attacks. Uh, is offense three, strength four, AP one, agility four, and fights with a halberd. So extra bonuses there. Um, the arena beast's attacks are three d three. So I guess you roll that every time you attack to find out how yeah. many attacks you have. Yeah. So at least three attacks up to nine, and then here's what here's where it gets fucking wicked for me is that you can you can instead make it an underworld beast completely for free. It's like so much better, so much better. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and its base size, the only difference is it goes up ten in the width to sixty by a hundred. Right, the model gains random movement three d six inches and a plus three attack value. It loses harnessed and the pitmaster model. So basically, instead of getting the pitmaster with its two attacks, its shittier strength, its shittier AP, and its slightly and its single higher agility, you get three d three plus three attacks. So minimum six attacks on the beast up and to twelve. You get random movement, which is like clearly much better. And you get random movement up to up to eighteen, which fucking smashes. <laughs> Like you know, I love me, I love yeah. me my my wretched ones and my forsaken ones. I mean, I think they're the best. I Just think this is a really there. strong choice as well. It's got gigantic, yeah. so it's also got uh, what a d6 stomp attack on it. Yeah, I think the the clear takeaways that have changed from the old one is that the fortitude save is now five plus instead of four plus, which I think is a good change. Yeah, um, it used to be stubborn, I think. Uh, or maybe unbra- maybe unbreakable. No, not unbreakable. Definitely not. Maybe stubborn. But... And uh, obviously, oh, the, the attacks used to be three d six attacks. Uh, no, yeah. So yeah, it used to be three d six attacks and stubborn. You're right. At yeah. discipline eight uh, and random movements and stuff. It also only used to be strength six. Yeah, four to four plus. So I think it's it's become a bit more balanced, but also still very strong. I think three D three plus three is better than yeah. It's also a lot like it's a lot more fair to be three D three plus three rather than three D six because the again like the variance is a lot lower. Yeah, uh, like uh, and but it, like, like stubborn discipline eight was just too strong. Agreed. Yeah. When you have a, a it, four up save. Yeah, and it, I mean, it, like it's a little bit worse, but it's also cheaper. So I think I think it kind of evens out. Yeah, I, I really like it's it. Cheaper. You're always going to take Underworld Beast, though. Why would you pick yeah. Pitmaster? Why? Uh, so there's, I think there's two reasons. Like the first reason is a model reason. So before uh, you used to be able to take uh, like a character mount that was on a five, 50 by 100. Uh, so this this kind of replaces that character mount basically, and it has a very similar feel to that oh, character yeah. mount. I didn't think of that. Yeah, because that character mount had like a it had like a four plus. Oh uh, no, more toxic breath weapons. Yeah, so which is, is oh. so that whole thing is basically just to allow people who already have the model to not yeah, exactly. it apart. And I would say the other reason is the fact that like you have control of it. Like, uh, like if you wanna if you wanna have a counter charge element that you are sure is not gonna like run away and do like crazy shit, then you would take the uh, the pitmaster. Instead of the underworld beast. Yeah, I mean the great thing about random movement is 
there's no there is no charge, right? So you just have yeah. to all you have to do is tap people. There's no way to fail your charge roll. You can just not reach them. Yeah. But then like the conversely, right? Like if you you know, if it's somebody standing, you know, uh like not close enough for you to hit them, but kind of threatening your lines, and then you go around the movement, or or like maybe you could hit them, but you don't. Then suddenly you have this unit in the middle of nowhere, which then might mean that he could charge it and overrun into your shit, you know? Mm. Like, th that would be the downside of the random movement. Yeah, fair enough. So, so I think, like, to me, I, I think it's actually quite nicely balanced in that sense, where you could have, like, a smaller base size is better than a bigger base size, and you have a little bit more control. Or you go, like, oh, well, I want to just, like, fucking make sure that nobody gets around my flank... And with the random movements and fleet my charges and stuff, you could take that instead. Yeah, gives you options yeah. at least. So yeah, sorry, we yeah. come to the end of Vermiswarm uh, walkthrough, let's say. So, yeah. what's the overall opinion? Yeah, so I guess I'll start because yeah, I, I, I can stay start straight away. Like I've been kind of not sure what to play like uh, recently like i've I've finished the last army i was painting and i was a little bit unsure what to do and i think with this release i'm i'm very positively uh surprised like I, my impression is really good and uh like surprise is maybe not the, the right word but i wasn't sure what to expect and i'm i'm very happy with with this release i think it's really interesting there's a few things that are a bit too strong but i think they'll be able to to fix that but Overall, like the feel, uh, the like the the mechanics of a lot of the units is really interesting. There's a lot of different lists. I think I like there's you could definitely play this army for like a few years to come without getting bored. You know. Nice. I think um, there's definitely a lot of stuff that's fucked up here. <laughs> um, like. I feel like there was a lot of times where I'm just like, and that's pretty darn good. You know, like <laughs> I didn't lose my mind today. Maybe it's that I'm becoming more patient as a father. <laughs> but, uh, but like four in place, uh, Vermis form, you know? Oh my God. Yeah. And I'm going to be like out of this house. <laughs> I'm going to walk into him at night. He's going to be secretly painting rats. I'm going to be like, what is this? <laughs> I found this under house. your bed. You don't live here anymore. That's right. You're dead to me now. Um, no, but so there's a lot of, yeah, in my opinion, fucked up shit about this. But I suppose that the redeeming quality of it is if you're fighting against an army like this, you are going to take models off the board. You know, like, it's not like they're not going to get hit. I think, I think you got a good chance of clearing a bunch of stuff off the board when you're fighting these these types of guys. Um, a little bit harder for me with warriors without without having a shooting phase, really. Yeah, I think. definitely. Um, because I think the shooting phase makes a really big difference uh, for opponents of these guys. Again, because they're, they, they should be on a unit-by-unit unit sort of thing. Fairly easy to kill, so... Um, for me, I think I'll probably get my ass kicked by them because there'll just be so many. Um, and I, for some reason, can never roll armor saves. Oh, no. 
That's a warrior. I just never seem to see. It's like, oh, but you've got all this extra armor. No, yeah, it doesn't matter. I'm just going to lose that. Doesn't work. Just roll a sheep dice. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. I gotta, I gotta order some of those special dice. I got some sheep from, on, that from the that. online. Um, but yeah, so I think it's, uh, I think it's a bit crazy, but luckily it's got enough crazy in it that I imagine you're, we're gonna see some pretty varied armies and hopefully some of those armies will be ones I can smash. <laughs> <laughs> I, th I think you guys have said it really well. Um, there's a lot of interesting stuff in the book. It's as a whole, I think it's quite a fun, interesting army book that the team's created. I think they did a good job in general. As we also said, there's a lot of stuff that's like really fucking good. And maybe a little bit yeah. too good. But overall, I think it's from where it used to be, it's a lot more balanced and a lot more fair. All the stuff yeah, that was so. like really retarded is gone. It's been replaced by other retarded stuff, but it's not as retarded <laughs> as it used to be. So that's for me, that's like a net win. However, I think something that the old book used to attempt to do was that you really got this feel that your bodies are expendable and even though you're taking damage, you're doing more damage to your opponent. And I think this book is is leaning more towards that. There's lots of ways that you can kind of trade units off and like like we said, like Ravens wing up your Doomspark devices and just detonate them. And then you're I mean you're probably gonna use your lose your unit but you're going to do a lot of damage in the process. Mm. So what I think is that everything in the book is really, really cheap compared to actually its potential. And and this is, for me, the, the shortcoming of the book. I think yeah. there's going to be a lot of price increases moving forwards, but let's see how, the, see how it balances out. And I know there's one tournament in America that just banned the book. <laughs> so, <laughs> But, uh, I think that's I think that's a bit of an overreaction. Like, I feel like there's it's definitely very strong, but there's definitely been like this kind of I guess like a few individuals have have like especially from the playtesting team have said like this is insanely broken, and then everybody's just gone like yes, it's insanely broken. We won't even test it, you know. <laughs> yeah, Which I mean, is, I, I, yeah. We, we'll we'll see how it works out, but I, I, on the whole, I think they did a really good job. And uh, I'm quite excited, even though it's going to be a bit hard work. I am quite looking forward to getting some games against this book. Whereas if you told me I was playing Vermin Swarm in round one of a tournament a year ago, I'd be like, ah, fuck's sake. Yeah, exactly. I like. I think one of the main differences is that like it might still be a bit broken with like the prices and some key units, but the difference is that before it was like. There was broken shit and there was boring shit, right? Like it was broken or it was just like not very interesting. Whereas now at least though there's a lot of very interesting things in the book. There's still some broken things, but at least the other things are like very cool, you know? Yeah. So how do you guys think um your current armies, like your tournament armies, match up against these guys? I haven't really been playing tournaments for a while. <laughs> um <laughs> my dread elves. The MSU. I don't. If I'm honest, I don't know what lists. I don't know what lists are going to look like with these. I haven't seen any. 
What what was uh, the list so maybe, that you made, Casimir, roughly? Yeah, so maybe I can run through the one list I made so far. It's it's definitely not like the best list. It's more like what would I want to uh, play. So uh, just briefly, it has like three Swarm Priests with the Holy Triumvirate, uh, two yeah. Adepts and one Apprentice. Uh, two The Adepts on Formaturgy, Apprentice on uh, Witchcraft. I have the Crown of Hubris to get the plus two to cast thingy, and then the Book of Arcane Power. Uh, you worked that one out yeah. quickly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everybody did. It's it's great. Uh, I've the Vermin Senator as my general. He has the Obsidian Rock just to to make sure you can snipe them too easily, and the this Orb of Ateus. That's the one that lets your weapon teams uh, wound better. Okay. Uh, then I have one uh, Scorched Alchemist with the Doom, like the Storm Rocket, which uh, yeah is just very very good. Extremely good for 165 points. Uh, that's it for characters. Then in core, I have 50 Blackfur veterans with a rending <laughs> banner and full command. Surprise, surprise. Also extremely good. Uh, 55 legionaries with uh, full command and the Sacred Aquila for the battle focus, and they have spears. And then 15 uh, Velites uh, with just throwing weapons for a bunker. And special, I put four Mermillo Brutes uh, with the Gisales and full command. Uh, then I have two units of 10 uh, Shadowfur Stalkers with pistols, uh, so just some chaff basically, and then 10 Giant Rats. Uh, I could only fit two units of uh, Doom Spark device or two uh, models in my Doom Stark devices uh, for my shooting cap, but yeah, I have two Doom Stark devices. And then I have uh, three units of three uh, weapon teams. One with rotary guns. <laughs> three one... times three. Yeah. yeah, one rotary guns, one canister launcher, and one deep fire thrower. Again, to get like all that, you know, all the different things. And then I have two arena beasts with the random movements. So basically, your army is two blocks. Yeah. All the shooting, and yep. two and two arena beasts. Yeah. Basically, yes. So, so I think what to take away from this is that. <laughs> Like, like our like vermin swarm armies are not that much bigger in terms of models. Like it, it's still only maybe a hundred fifty like you know standard size models in this army. It's not that much. And then there's like shooting and monsters. To me, to me, compared to like a normal vermin, like let's say like a last year's vermin swarm armies, it's just a lot more shooting. Yeah. And not, that's also because it's me and I like shooting, you know? Yeah, but I don't, I don't think you're building this army to be a combat army. No. It's well, like a, a very much a shooting army. I think everyone is going to be like maxing out that shooting category. And as a result, we're going to see more gunline-y type things. Yeah, maybe. I mean, especially with the fact that the core can really have that counterpunch potential, which is so good. Yeah, especially I think with the Runa's Dictator thing. Where you can make them unstable and you just push up all the slaves in front and then you just shoot into combat and just and the slaves are there because they're unbreakable and they're, they're going to be there forever. Um, yeah. I, th- I think it could be a bit negative, but let, let's see. Let's see. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see. I think I've seen the most of the lists I've seen uh, run the free swarm priests just because of the fact that you can get like the plus two twice in the magic phase and cast some really cool spells yeah uh, but I guess I guess my like kind of my takeaway is that one of the things they wanted to make in this bu- new book is to have like a lot more models on the table like the swarm you know 
But every time I try to make a list or I look at people's lists, it doesn't really, like, I don't feel like there's necessarily a lot more models, you know? Like, there's, you fill up core and that's like around 100-ish models. And then after you, because you're going to take the black for veterans. And after that, you add in, like, you know, shooting, beasts, chariots, whatever you want, you know? And you like it's about the same as before, and I feel like maybe like maybe these all the special rules that they've added are too powerful, so that's why you don't add up like end up with more models on the table. Yeah, I, I agree. There's not really anything to incentivize you to take many units. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. So thanks very much for listening to the show. Uh, this has gone on a lot longer than I expected, as is <laughs> usual. And it's going to be another bitch to edit. And if I ever get around to it, I'll be surprised. But let's see what happens. <laughs> um, if you want to get in touch with the show, if you want to send us some kind of mail like Tom did, you can write to me at amatimedk at gmail.com. You can find me on the forum at Henry P. Miller. Yeah, you can find me at E-C-H-U-N-I-A on the forum as well. And otherwise on Twitter as well at uh, AmmerTimeDK. And uh, Kasim is also and, now on the layout team. Yeah. Just yeah, joined the project. Joined the fold. So uh, yeah, now you can whine on me when uh, stuff isn't released in time. Mm-hmm. Or at least for the layout of it. Yeah, which is, I think is that's the, like, the last hurdle from what I understand a lot of times. Yeah. Uh, and if you really want to write to a total noob, you can uh, check out Sassy Al on the forum. Cool. Say hello. Cheers, guys. Doesn't hurt to start this game, even when you're old. <laughs> it can be fun. <laughs> Give us your thoughts on the book, and uh, we'll read out your mail on the next one whenever we get around to it. <laughs>